from calling out corrupt politics, citing the United States Constitution, to exploring American history. We are the Relentless Patriots. Now, without further ado, here is Relentless Patriot Day. stuff uh, with um, Confederate Heritage Month, and there he is. What's going on, our Patriots? How y'all doing tonight? Delaware. So, uh, um, Corey brought up a great, or Arkansas Rebel brought up a great point. Uh, Delaware, believe it or not, so it's interesting, New Jersey was the last state to free the last slaves. Delaware, believe it or not, still had slavery on the books until I think it was 1901. It was something really ridiculous. Taylor, great to see you. Good to see a lot of you guys on tonight. We're going to really dig deep into the truth about the Civil War and about the disgusting reasoning behind it. And, um, you know, Vinny, while, while we were talking back and forth this whole week and last week, how angry did I sound after getting out of work every time I spoke to you about the, you know, the war in the Ukraine or about how you and I were discussing certain monuments right now as we speak that are still being desecrated by these northern liberal tyrants but i have good news on that p i have okay. really good news so the good news is uh, because i for those that don't know i work for a wonderful company called monuments across dixie and our goal for every monument they take down we're putting three more up on private property which will be right in the vicinity of where a monument was removed so guess yeah. what it's still public we own it we control the narrative Good, because and it, no it one will be able to touch the monuments for them. <laughs> because what's, we're going to make it see. Because here's the thing: people don't know this. When you remove a monument, it's actually at the taxpayer dollars' expenses. So all of those wonderful funds that pe could be going into, you know, programs and money for, um, you know, uh, communities, all that money gets wasted on removing a veteran's memorial. So, for example, the Robert E. Lee monument. I don't have the exact numbers with me. It was some outrageous number. That was absolutely insane. And, you know, we had, we had even Republicans that were cheering, oh, yeah, I'm glad it got removed. And what ended up happening was... Um, and Republicans, bunch of traitors, too. I'm going to let Brandon come on. He's incredible. Dixie Defender, he is a wealth of knowledge. So what ended up happening with the Robert E. Lee removal is they paid all that money to remove that monument, and then the entire town of Richmond got flooded. I have to go back and watch the seminar video from Lee Jackson Day but a, a historian did a wonderful talk about how Richmond changed and like crime is up like an outrageous number. You know, the whole town is going down and you're going to see it in the long term because they destroyed Monument Avenue, which generated a ton of revenue and the community was kept safe. You're going to see that the entire town is going to get worse and worse and it's going to become like a third world country. Hey, Vinny. Hey there. Good on, Brandon. Pleasure to have well. you on here, sir. How you doing? Thank you, sir. How's it going? We got New nice Jersey, to meet you. Virginia and Arkansas coming on. <laughs> Indeed. I'm going to read this quick paragraph from confederateamericanpride.com. And this fires me up the most about the Confederate flag and what it actually does mean. And this was written by a pastor, Weaver, John Weaver. He's a native of Georgia and a graduate from Bob Jones University. We're in a Bachelor of Arts degree in theology. And he has been in the Christian ministry for over 30 years, preaching the good word, preaching the truth behind the Southern Cross, which is the actual name, as you guys know, of our beloved flag. 
And meanwhile, I'm in New Jersey tapping my feet and grinding my teeth about how much, how many lies have been put into the textbooks. But um, this is what he goes on to say. When one mentions the Confederate flag, usually what comes up in someone's mind, racism, intolerance, white supremacy. And he goes on to say, no, this is the battle flag of freedom. Let me just point out the fact that there were five major flags. There are many, many more, obviously, but the first flag that I want to point out is the Bonnie Blue flag, which what Vinny talks about all the time. With a single star right in the middle, now the Bonnie Blue flag was the unofficial flag of the Confederate States of America. It was never officially adopted, but it was an extremely popular flag, and there was a song written about it from that period. There you go, Vinny's showing it right there, and there we have it right there. Right. Stars and bars is the other one. Technically, mm -hmm. there's what is known as the first national flag, which is sometimes called the stars and bars. Exactly. Now, there is a problem, and I'm going to deal with it a little bit later, but the stars and bars looked a lot like the stars and stripes, and there was a conflict because of that. Then thirdly, there was a second national flag, which is referred to as the stainless banner. It just had this symbol in the upper left-hand corner, and then it was pure white. It was silk. As a matter of fact, the only problem with the stainless banner was when the wind was not blowing and it was folded. It sometimes looked like a flag of truth, exactly what Vinny said last week, or a flag of surrender. And then fourthly, we have the third national flag, and that was the same stainless banner, but with a solid red bar all the way down. And that is the one that is usually flying today. It was officially adopted, but very few of them were issued. So he's like, let me begin with some additional stereotypes. First of all, the Confederate battle flag is not a racist flag. I can hear it now through all the northern uh, tyrants of, of today saying, Brother Weaver, you, don't you know that the Ku Klux Klan uses the Confederate battle flag? And don't you know that the white supremacist groups use the Confederate flag? And don't you know the hate groups use the Confederate flag? He's like, yes, I know this. But I also know that they use the stars and stripes in the same fashion, quote unquote. Why are not the Stars and Stripes and Christian flag considered racist flags as well? I mean, if someone is going to be guilty by association, or if something is going to be guilty in specific, I can show you the pictures of the AKK marching in Washington, D.C., and there was not one Confederate flag amongst them. They are all carrying the Stars and Stripes. Guess what? Exactly. The United flags of today. Yeah. If we're going to condemn the flag because the KKK and the white supremacists and the hate groups use it. Let's condemn all flags, as a matter of fact. Be consistent, he says. Yeah. Condemn and, the also, and, also, and also, the Ku Klux Klan has their own flag as well. Yes, they do. <laughs> yeah, it's, if I remember correct, it's a, it's a white flag and what looks like a Celtic cross with a blood drop in the middle. Yes. Want to be Knights Templar, if you ask me. <laughs> Here's something that I find very, very dumb with these people, okay? The Confederacy had the first diverse army in Correct. this nation's history. Yeah. Okay? Blacks, Indians, and whites all served as Spanish. one. Now, in the North, they were segregated. And here's something many people do not know, okay? 30,000 federal troops dropped their guns and left their post as soon as as soon the same very day 
he signed the the proclamation to make people free, they left. They left. How's that for equality among the races? Exactly. And let's not forget the riots in New York, the draft riots in 63. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. The draft riots were were very bad. Yeah. It was more of a voluntary army down south, as a matter of fact. More mm -hmm. blacks wanted to join and fight for their homeland, for their territory. And not many were slaves at that point anyway. It doesn't no, even matter. Absolutely. Why and here's the best example, too. With racism and example. slavery as the main reason for the Civil War. That was the obvious lie that Lincoln and Marx and all these other turds up north decided mm -hmm. to hide behind in order to take control of what we hold near and dear to our hearts, which is officially America. Yes. America is the South. Exactly. And what pisses me off the most about any historian that you talk to or any mainstream, nonsensical, wannabe Republican mm. or uh, rhino, as I like to call them, yeah, who actually right. thinks they stand against racism, but they actually they are more racist themselves. Is they, I mean, look at them. They're more obsessed with race than any other party. Oh, or my God. You're not even kidding. Yes. Mm -hmm. And they do a lot of the virtue signaling. And what you will find, and I tell people all the time, because there's corruptions on both sides. So, for example, when it, when it comes to the oh, money, absolutely. State, you yeah. have the best chance, granted it's a long shot, of getting um, someone who's more on the conservative side or right side of things to support yeah. a monument uh, than you do on the left. That being said, you still right. have a lot of issues because for the longest time, the right has been dead silent as they've been destroying monuments, toppling yeah. stuff. Uh, and then you get the response of, oh, uh, contextualize it or, oh, put it in the museum. Well, guess what happened? UDC headquarters firebombed. We lost a battle flag. We lost historic books. Yep. They burned a block. Historical of ignorance at its best, people. You know what? This this pastor is actually black. I'm reading from a black pastor who literally just who, who just said, "I am not offended by flying the Confederate flag besides the Capitol in Tallahassee, Florida. The reason for it is the Confederate flag is as much a part of my history as it is one of any white person." It may not represent the quote-unquote best of my race or be held by some as a contribution to this country's greatness, but it does to me. My great-grandparents were a part of the plantations, he says. They worked the cotton fields, cleaned the big houses, and in many ways supported the development of, Amer of American society. We should let the Confederate flag fly as a reminder of our American history, both black and white. But let me tell you something. You want to hear a black man speak out and speak the truth? Let me give you a quote that W. Earl Douglas gave. He was a black journalist in Charleston, South Carolina, and he is now dead. But here's what he said concerning the Confederate flag. If hate had been the prevailing emotion between the races, then it is safe. It is a safe bet that the Confederacy would have never been born. Did you hear what he just said? If hate had been the prevailing emotion between blacks and whites in the South, he is saying it's a safe bet that the Confederacy would have Never, ever been born. Mm -hmm. There was love and understanding and compassion, he says. The two greatest lies ever perpetuated by history are, number one, that the South instigated the war, and number two, that it was fought by the North for the purpose of freeing the slaves. The Negro was merely used as an excuse for that war, while the real reason for it is reflected in every area of our lives where the tentacles of government form the bars of a new slavery. You know, it, you're, you're, I'm going to go back to the SCV website real quick. 
it has been estimated that over 65,000 Southern blacks were in the Confederate ranks. Over 13,000 of these saw the elephant, also known as meeting the enemy in combat. Mm-hmm. They never ran away. They never dropped their firearms and left like, like um, uh, Brandon mentioned before. These black Confederates included both slave, slaves and free. Yes, they were free. Oh, my goodness. How can there be free free black people in, in, in the South? I thought they were all slaves. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I'm freaking out because it doesn't fit my narrative. Yeah. Richmond howitzers were partially manned by black militiamen. Oh, yeah. They were the second battalion. The second battalion ever made in the Confederacy were black, mostly black. <laughs> yep. Like I said earlier, okay, the Confederacy had a racially diverse army, period, throughout the whole war. Not once yes, did they was. make their men separate because this person's black or this person's white. Okay, they all served. Yeah. Not white officers, too. And people don't seem to also re- realize or remember that, and I can remember if it was North or South Carolina, but there was a free black man who owned just about 300 slaves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, Wasn't that in South Carolina? <laughs> I think it was South Carolina. I can remember if it was Charleston or, or Charlotte. I, can't remember. I think it was Charleston. Yeah, it's Charleston, I believe. New York, and that's a good point. That's correct. There were twice as many slaves in New York, and there was even three times the amount in Massachusetts. Matter of fact, Massachusetts was the prime time land and plantation state, aside from Rhode Island, that had the most slaves. After they freed them and brought them up north. Yep. Look at New Jersey. So at New Jersey, uh, we actually had, believe it or not, huh, Quaker slave owners. And there's a whole museum mm-hmm. that talks about that, which is <laughs> the biggest oxymoron because we, we joke a lot how New Jersey is full of contradictions. That is probably the biggest contradiction. Quaker slave owners. New Jersey... New Jersey's number of slaves, no one's going to know for sure because New Jersey does hide a lot of the history. We're oh, still yeah. finding out more of it. What we do know is that with New Jersey, they kept slavery until 1866 because what happened was Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation did not apply to all over. It only applied to the quote-unquote rebel territory. Uh, So the certain areas that were occupied uh, by the Union, such as I think uh, NOLA um, in Louisiana and um, Missouri, all that was protected. Like That did not get uh, impacted by the Emancipation Proclamation. New Jersey being a Union slave state that not only allowed slavery, but made it so that uh, there was a loophole to allow it to continue. Mm-hmm. Basically made it so that when the 13th Amendment was uh, potentially up for ratification, New Jersey said the first time, no, we're not going to ratify it. It barely passed the second <laughs> time, which was uh, January 23rd, 1866, long after the war was over. So yes. tell me about, again, how the war is about slavery when there were still people in bondage. Yeah, June, June or, yeah. foot people. Yeah. When Juneteenth, Juneteenth is a holiday, I'm like, read the Juneteenth order and tell me, how is Juneteenth the Freedom Day when there were still slaves in New Jersey that were not even yeah. having freedom legally? Also, here's something I find just dumb how they can just sit there and say that every single Confederate soldier in every single Confederate state fought to maintain black people in chattel slavery. Firstly, only four out of 13 Confederate states mentioned slavery. Okay, That is less than half that's the right. entire Confederate government. Jefferson yeah. Davis, the, the president, the head person of the Confederacy, stated pretty clear 
word by word, we are not fighting for slavery. Okay. And somehow these people somehow cannot get past that fact. I just, it makes me mind blown how they can sit there and still say that. Right. Which is sad. Did you guys know that out of the 224 years slavery was legal in this country, oh, yeah. four of those years did the Confederate battle flag fly? Remember 1861-1865, and by the way, indeed, there were slaves in this quote-unquote country since 1620 or 1619, but what flag mm. flew over the country more than any other flag during those Exactly. Years? Was it our flag? No. Uh, uh, what <clears throat> colony has fancy accents and decides to almost conquer most of the world and has an actual anvil, which is the anvil that smashes itself on top of everyone else's country, and currently today is one of the biggest national and international globalist funded banking system of a country england yeah okay. they still own the united states the the queen of england herself that satanic cunt is the biggest stockholder of american land money system etc you name it she owns a lot of us oh yeah when when the big finger tells the little finger what to do, it's because of her. Not just George Soros, or not just Ukraine, or not just all these other, uh, you know, globalist banking system countries that are all controlled. Mm -hmm. Even right now, if you take a look at Zelensky, he is best friends with the British Prime Minister. When meanwhile, the British Prime Minister is not even highly approved by any of the people. He has like a, a, a very low percentage rating of like 15% now. But he's all controlled by the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, you know. And, and here's the thing about the Confederate flag and what it means to me. It's a direct rebellion, a direct slap in all these globalist faces. And we have to use it as much as possible to wake people up now. Absolutely. It's even more powerful than don't tread on me at this point. And um, if everyone wants to hate and attack the Confederate flag... And if you want to hate a flag of slavery, then you ought to hate England, like we said before. And because, first of all, England was responsible for taking 5 million blacks from Africa and selling them to every country underneath mm -hmm. the sun. Yep. If you want to hate a flag, why not hate the Dutch flag? Okay? Why not hate, hate the Portuguese flag, flag or the Spanish flag? Or why, mm -hmm. why, why not the hate? Why not hate all? The, what about all the Muslim countries, which, done, which do tons of human sex trafficking as is to this present day? Here's something else. Yeah, and even the Ottoman Empire still practiced slavery way oh, yeah. past us, like, mm -hmm. up until the dissolution. The White House was built on the backs of black people. So if they want to tear down any statues of races, tear down the White House. That should be go. That should be first. Well, what we have, so we had we had the White House burned down after the War of eighteen twelve. That's when America officially lost its country, more so. Oh yeah, we fell, mm -hmm. we fell again. the The percentage of slaves that helped build the White House were actually not um, the largest percentage compared to the the architects that they brought from Europe and America. Fair point. You know what I mean? Yeah, it wasn't even that many, and everyone's like, "Oh, we should, we should, the White House should be burned down." Listen. At or my favorite, they think that they burn it down. This is crazy. So if something was yeah. built in slave labor, people think they own it, and it's like you really don't. Yeah. That's the crazy thing. There's a sense of yeah. entitlement. 
-hmm. And basically what I'm finding from a lot of these movements is there's two things. You will see in a way it's, it is in a way racist. A lot of these modern uh, movements are coming up where you have a sense of entitlement. You have a sense of, well, I'm better than you because of this, this, and this. And then you have a lack of accountability. So basically by what they, what someone would blame the system as not being fair they're getting away with crimes. Like the Jesse Smollett case, I use as an example. Oh, like, that guy. That people are letting media decide the outcomes of a case. And I think it's very dangerous because instead of having a fair and impartial jury, you then have to worry about now, well, when you have a case coming up, is the jury going to be fair? What is the issue? You had the issue of that recent case where the jury was trying to vet out the Kyle Rittenhouse uh, oh, jury yeah. to figure out yep. where they are, who voted what. That's pretty dangerous. Very and dangerous. Not, and let's not forget the the jury for the for the cop as well, because when they, I'm willing to bet, because I'm willing to bet, uh, pretty much you know the terror were that the jury was probably terrorized. You know, like if if that cop was found anything but guilty, then they're gonna pretty much riot and go after these people's houses. Yes, or finding out <laughs> who they are. That's or, the way it always goes. Then you had the issue with that one case. If they had decided not to find them guilty on all counts, what would have happened was if it was guilty at all, there would have been riots. If they mm-hmm. found him guilty of two but not the third, it would have been riots. Yep. And they interviewed a rioter there. And they, this is what the person says to them. They go, well, how do you like the outcome? And the response was something along the lines of, oh, well, I'm, I'm content with it. If it didn't go the way I wanted it, I would have, you know, went crazy. Well, what kind of response is that? And it's crazy because chances are if that's a blue city or blue state, they're going to tell the police, stand down, because when we tell people the police have no legal or moral obligation to protect you, and people get all mad at me, I've been called anti-cop, which I'm not. I'm just pointing out the facts, because as exactly. Frankie has witnessed several times at our rallies, the cops are there to protect the governor and uphold his orders. That's exactly. what we exactly. where we go to the medical yeah, but. They don't, they don't dare try to protect us every time we try to fight for our rights, right? Um. Kenny, oh, just a quick uh, read in the comment section over here. Kenny said something very important. He said, well, if, if the Confederates are labeled such bad people, then what say the Americans for succeeding in Great Britain? Are they no different if they wanted freedom? Same thing. And look, George Washington owned slaves, but he didn't treat them terribly, and he yeah. didn't consider them slaves. He never bonded, whipped, or chained any of them. One of them went with him to battle, actually. had better quarters than the average colonial back then. So I don't want to hear any of this, George Washington was a slave owner, do-da, do-da. Like, every single person had servants back then, especially if you were up in that, mm-hmm. in that political arena. Or if you own a lot of land, if you're a man or a landowner, it doesn't matter. Also, Washington had one particular black servant who was basically his scribe, and I forgot his name. He made him interim president in case something went wrong with, you know, during battle if he didn't come back. This yes. black servant was supposed to take over as president. So if he really was that much of a racist, if he really was that much of a bad person, then why? Please tell me why would he put his faith in the leadership of the new free world in a black man? That's a very good point. And here's something else that really makes people mad. Okay, The first lady was a black gal. Jefferson Davis's wife was black. Part black, but still black. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not part black. Mostly black. 
and that makes them mad. That makes them you know, infuriated. On top of that, right, oh. Jefferson Davis and his wife actually adopted a black child, and he and that black child was wearing suits that that were just so just well made. Like this kid was was dressed like a king, and if he was was being treated bad, he wouldn't be be in the White House. Period. That is awesome. Period. Jim Limber, mm-hmm. that's right. And they they don't like anything to do they with, him. you know, white man bad. They, have to, they, always, they always have to do white man bad with everything. Here's All the something time. important to the 13th Amendment. And I'll read this over again. It says here, no amendment shall be made to the Constitution which will authorize or give Congress the power to abolish or interfere with within any state with the domestic institutions thereof, including that a person's held to labor or service <laughs> by laws of said state. So he basically had said, in other words, what Lincoln was saying to the South, if you will accept this proposed 13th Amendment, you may forever keep slaves. It's up to you. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what it meant. It didn't mean oh, slavery is banned. If the South wanted to keep slaves, then why fire a gun? Why fire a shot? Exactly. <laughs> Just accept the 13th Amendment and move on. But that's not obviously what the North wanted. It was just a state. And, and what you're finding is that, so working class brought up a really interesting point. There's a narrative. And basically, so uh, I, I don't know if any of you all know H.K. Edgerton. He yes. is a man of color. He is a member of the SCV. And he is, um, was a former president of the NAACP. So what happened was um, he was part of the NAACP. And for a while, the NAACP was going down in membership. And what he says during his talk is that around the 80s, you know, their membership was declining. You know, pretty much there was no issues. Black and white, you were fine. And what happened was they needed something to kind of generate things to get membership in and do something to fight against. And they came up, why don't we go after the Confederate battle flag and Confederate symbols? This is something that had started all the way back in the 80s. This is nothing new. Because (laughs) at that point, people don't know this, they started coming after General Forrest, who was his grave, was in Forest Park in Memphis. That started in the 80s. That whole lawsuit that people talk about and they think is from the 2013, oh no, it goes far back. There are people part of the Forrest family that have died because they've been fighting this for their entire life since the 80s. That's how pretty sad that is. And what happened was, uh, it was actually George uh, Bush. He was the one that removed, he got the ball rolling on that, removed a monument, uh, I believe it was Texas. Um, And what H.K. Edgerton did, if I remember correctly, was to protest that. He walked from like, I think it was North Carolina, all the way down to Texas on foot. (sighs) On foot. He is a true patriot. That old man has some grit good stories and he is a true activist he really has done so much oh yeah like he does so much fighting and and he still fights which is crazy so hearing that was an eye-opener and also seeing the fact that if you look at where the NAACP which originally General Forrest a Confederate veteran helped spoke at the NAACP he was for uh, integration they had a great purpose and then their entire motivation went from love to hate that quickly Mm -hmm. and it's sad to see the position that it's in now I will say that like the Delaware Confederate Monument the NAACP was happy. They were like, oh, that's fine. It's since changed because of this narrative. And what's happening now is the news will never report this, but they have also started coming after Union Monuments, Abraham Lincoln. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's just, just let's take down everything. We feel <laughs> so like the good news is uh, only a small percent of monuments are even removed. 
However, the majority that were removed were usually up north. So we lost stuff that was in a graveyard. We lost Ohio's gravesite monument to the CSA dead. That's pretty messed up when you mess up with a veteran's grave like that. Exactly. Lost, it's lost disrespectful. Lost it is. These were for the soldiers that had no graves because Memorial Day, I tell people, y'all want to start canceling holidays? Why don't you cancel Memorial Day next? Because that has its roots because of brave Southern women who stood up and they noticed that their Confederate dead Black were Southern not allowed to be buried or honored. And they fought back very hard to make the veterans be held to the same standard, be buried with reverence and affection. And that's how we got Memorial Day. Yeah, Decoration Day originally. Here's another piece of information for all of you in terms of how the Civil War exactly got started. You, we all know about the taxes and the tariffs. So oh, yes. Yeah, the yes. economic the, issue. The, moral tariff. The, the South before the war was extremely wealthy. Everyone knows this. And the South before the war funded probably 75 to 80% of all the taxes. Mm -hmm. But the North wanted a 40% tariff. The South said, no. The most we will ever agree to is a 10% tariff, they were saying. And what, what Lincoln and the radical Republicans were doing was this. They were saying, we would give you the 13th Amendment. We will let you keep your slaves oh, if that was what you want. You just let us keep our tariffs. In other words, the North was willing to sell the blacks out for money for higher taxes. Yep, they could exactly. The man of the people, there's a book called the Hotbeds Book. Uh, on page 273, quotes Abraham Lincoln saying, if I could save the Union without freeing any of the slaves, I would do it. Yep. Abraham Lincoln later said that the slaves are, are property and if free, they should be paid for. Later on, Lincoln also said, I have no purpose directly or indirectly to interfere with the institution of slavery in the states where it exists. I believe I have no lawful right to do so, and I have no inclination to do so. I, You know... Lincoln freed the slaves. Lincoln freed the slaves. The Thirteenth Amendment abolished slavery. <clears throat> you took over. You burned down Atlanta, Georgia to the ground, General Sherman. I hope I have a chance to spit on your grave if it ever happened. The only reason that he freed the slaves was to prevent any outside intervention of the war. Yeah. He wanted to make the South look bad, so it, it would take away their chances of getting help. Um, he also wanted to get black people out of the country, period. He did not want black people in America. He was a very, very hateful man. He didn't very. even want the war to begin with. Yep. The Emancipation Proclamation, it didn't free the slaves. He didn't. He, he, um, he said so to his men in his cabinet. He had stated that the Emancipation Proclamation was a war measure. Oh, yeah. Number one, wanted to keep England specifically and the rest of Europe particularly from joining in with or recognizing the Confederate States of America. Mm -hmm. That was his first goal in the Emancipation Proclamation. The second goal was another war measure in the sense he was hoping that the blacks in the South would rise up in rebellion against their white masters and the white people. Um, there was no trouble in the South. There, there was not one rebellion during that war of, 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 of black people where there was like a, there was some type of an uprising, but it wasn't even about that down south at a plantation manor. It was more, mainly like a family affair. 
you know, all these slave rebellions that they claimed happened actually never did. Nope. Um, it, it says here, you realize a thousand torches and a thousand black hands would have emptied the Confederate armies because the men would have gone home to protect their families. And Lincoln knew that. You see, what Lincoln did was this. Lincoln tried to free the slaves in the South where he had absolutely no authority, and he refused to release the slaves in the North where he did have authority. Did you know that in the Northern armies, even when they were fighting the South, there were over 300,000 slave ho- slaveholders in the Northern Army? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I use this example right here. So this book, that I, I reviewed it on Monuments Cross Dixie. It's yeah. Confederate Soldiers... In the American Civil War by Mark Hughes, um, Confederate Memorial Hall Museum sells copies of it. And Rhonda Ray, this is her right there. She was a nurse. Um, Rhonda Ray, it says, and her children lived on her master's farm in southwestern Missouri. During the Battle of Oak uh, Hills, Wilson's Creek, Ray, who was in her 30s, seek refuge in the cellar of her master John Ray's farmhouse. When the house is converted into a makeshift hospital, Ray nurses wounded Confederates there. Because southwestern Missouri is not in rebellion on January 1st, 1863, when the Emancipation or Proclamation goes into effect, she is not freed until 1865. So it shows you right there that the Emancipation Proclamation only applied to what they would call the rebellion territory, not yep. the Union. So Missouri completely exempt from it. And when people think that Lincoln is like, oh, this magical slave uh, freer, that is really ironic because the slaves were not even freed or declared legally freed until the ratification of the 13th Amendment, which, by the way, was up to the states. So it didn't happen all at once. So ironically, the union that are complaining about, oh, it wasn't about states' rights, look at how the union then didn't follow their own rule, and they waited until long after the war to free their own slaves. But the union was smart in a sense, which was more sinister. They would do a lot of redlining. So uh, originally... Jim Crow is a, is a northern thing. It's um, a thing that existed, uh, you know, along in the north. They would have very strict... Same thing with the things. Um, for example, the Confederacy had a lot of Jews that served with them, like Judah, Judah P. Benjamin. Mm-hmm. The biggest population of Jews in America at the time was in Charleston. They were not up north because most northern laws had laws that were basically um, against their religion, against their faith, and made... Yeah, anti-Semitic. Yep. They were anti-Semitic laws in the North, and they would basically ban them from the practice of religion. Down South, it was a land of freedom, so you were able to do that. And what they also did was they put uh, specific laws in saying that if you were a person of color, you couldn't own property. New Jersey, in particular, passed a law saying that um, their slavery law, which they claimed wasn't expanding slavery, but it did. They also then uh, put it in there so that no one freed would be able to move in the state. So they were like, okay, well, we're not going to you know, import any slaves, but we're also not going to allow any uh, free people of color in. Same with, I think, Illinois did something similar. New York had laws like that. They all had these very specific laws that would prevent it and make it near impossible after the war for a free person of color from moving in there, um, which is crazy. It's sad. And being that the Southern Cross represents actually over 70% of the South were made up of Scottish and Irish back then. Mm-hmm. So, if all these people of faith and religion own slaves, what say people of faith and religion? They're not people of faith and religion, which is impossible. How can that many people own slaves? Meanwhile, we got to remember how many people came here poor from already a war-torn and tyrannical nation because of England. How can they possibly all own slaves? Unbelievable. And everyone's like, oh, white people, the Scots, you know, the Scotch and the Scotch-Irish, they were terrible. No, they were enslaved by England. 
Did you guys yep. not know about William Wallace? I mean, and and let's not forget um, one of the earlier slaves were the indentured Irish, yes. along, alongside African Americans. That's right. Matter of fact, yeah. there were more Irish slaves that were brought over at that time than blacks were. So you know what? Oh yeah. We have the Southern Cross for a reason because we believe in a religious roots. The the Cross of Saint Andrew who, by the way, was a Christian martyr, and the letter X has always been used to represent Christ. And to attack the flag in this way is to deny, is to deny the sovereignty, the majesty, and the might of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So you know what? It's an attack on our religion. It's attacking attack on our way of life. And I am disgusted that I think it was, was Ohio that officially banned the Confederate flag from... I don't know if you guys saw that recent proposal. I'm not sure did if that, it was getting how can you? Or not, but I'm pretty no, sure New York, that. New York did that. Yeah, New York. It was New York. So I read something on Ohio for some reason, too. I don't, how can I you ban something? I know that Ohio voted, uh, from what I remember, again, it could have changed. I remember in 2020, Ohio, they tried that, and they're like, heck no. I do know that in New York, they banned it from being flown on state property, and when oh they did God. that, what I did, and again, this was made by that. Uh, I think we lost him. We're getting hacked. Uh -oh. into yeah, right. <laughs> getting uh, wonderful. The wonderful New York governor that we had, who has uh, um, did some immoral acts and is no longer in there. Uh, but that was made possible by the new oh, yeah. governor Hunchul. Uh, they legal. They said yes to the bill and what that was was that they will not allow the display of any csa flag on um you know state property however what i did do um back when new jersey flaggers was just starting was i took uh, anastasia we went on that one uh, car ride we got permission we worked with the nypd to shut down part of the new york bridge and they said the rule is going to be that you're only allowed three minutes to get a photograph get your banner out get a photograph get in your car i chose to mount and fly that first national right there high above new york bridge and it was up there high and proud and oh, was man. Even better. That's great. Was, there were people in New York that did not like what I was doing. They didn't like when I brought the flags, anything with St. Andrew's Cross. Frankie's witnessed that. I was vilified. I was attacked for it verbally. I was vilified for join or die, for goodness sake. People didn't know about that. Our own Republican Party. How about that? Yeah. Even Betsy Ross, I get mad at it. So what I did was I had that, and I had someone going, oh, well, I'm really glad that you don't have the Confederate flag. Oh, no. Here, do you want a sticker for your car? I have extra. So I actually had them putting <laughs> the first national Confederate flag in their car, and they That's had no great. idea what it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Then, I'll tell you what, dude. People did somebody mistake your the flag on your mask for Puerto Rico or Cuba or something? Ready? No, they said Polish, right? Uh, so ready that one too. So I had that flag over there. Two funny stories on that. We have a United Daughters of the Confederacy member in New Jersey who uh, she had the first national sticker she was putting on her car. Her neighbor makes an entire scene to cross the street, and she goes, oh, oh, you didn't tell me. I had no idea. What? She points, and she goes, Jennifer, you're Puerto Rican. She's, she oh, God forbid. Phone. God forbid you got to be a, a, of another uh, race that, and support the Confederate flag. That mask. God I forbid, had the God forbid you got to be dark or brown or red or whatever. Well, I was funny, and it was funny because I actually am Puerto Rican, which is really funny because I had uh, that mask. Uh, I wanted a breathable neck gaiter so I could easily fly and, like, you know, not get called out for, like, you need, like, a super thick mask. So I was able to get a neck gaiter that I could breathe easily through it, like, and people wouldn't notice. So I thought for a second, oh, no, she might notice that it's like a decoy. Um, so this lady kept staring at me. 
she comes over there and she goes, I just want to say, you know, this, this warms my heart. I stand with Cuba too. The Cuban flag. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. Oh, you, you, you stand with socialism and communism. Get she thought that, that was a Cuban flag. And we had someone, ready for this? They thought Jeez. the third national, they thought that that was a Polish flag with a Confederate emblem on it. Oh, my goodness, dude. <laughs> These people never fail to just make me laugh. Kenny uh, brings up a great point. There was an inn. It was in, I think it was Michigan or something. It was up north, and there was a Norwegian inn. Because typically, if you look at how, you know, uh, two colors. came up. Yes. Norwegians came to the Midwest, and their flag looks nothing like that at all. It's just like a, a kind of like a cross, like thing. It's a cross, yeah. And it's red. They they started giving the giving the, uh, the in flack. They were leaving one star reviews. They were giving them hate, and they said, "Take your Confederate flag down." And they're like, um, "That's the uh, country flag of Norway." <laughs> that shows our IQ <laughs> Yeah, that's uh. Man, and I tell people all the time, like the haters are well aware. For the a lot of them are not, you know, the brightest when it comes to the science behind the flags of ixiology, or um, with the um, the first national. Some of them have caught yeah. on. Like we would go to the state house because our state house is in a pretty bad area. I am not going to go and march down with like the battle flag. That's just like not a good idea. Um, yeah, with the audience, I will bring the first national though, or I'll bring the Bonnie Blue. Um, and I remember the one time I had the first national, and I had one of the haters come over there and start hating on me. And I kept my cool. I'm like, oh, would you like to join the SCV? Oh, you can join as an associate. You don't have to be upset. You know? Yeah, you're really. I'm a man of color myself. When I told them, the minute I said that I was Afro-Puerto Rican, which I am, they started backing down real quick. And they're like, oh, I said, well, are you going to argue with minority? Isn't that against, like, your whole manifesto? They immediately (laughs) got so defensive. Yeah. So you start turning on them, and that's what I love about it, because a lot of that behavior is a temper tantrum. Mm-hmm. And I tell people, the way you deal with this, never make personal attacks, don't get rude, keep it calm, and guess what? Just say simple, bless your heart. That's all you need to do sometimes. Yeah, and that's Kenny, all you need. Kenny, I'm going yeah, to point real quick. Yeah. Hang on real quick, gentlemen. So, yeah, people in the North didn't want the slaves. They didn't like the idea of arming slaves with rifles and muskets and everything. Um, it wasn't until the Emancipation Proclamation that was signed that the Union Army even began to enroll African Americans in its ranks. Well, so was the North really yeah, that crazy, not though, racist? Uh, okay, can you guys well, hear me? Look okay? at how, if you look at this, in the Union yeah, Army, yeah. The, what they would call the quote-unquote colored troops, which were the all-black regiments, they were not integrated, they were segregated. They were not integrated army. into the, um, the yeah, regular Union Army. They were led by a white person, and on top of that, in certain states like New Jersey, they were denied burial after the war in the same mm-hmm. cemetery as white people. They had to be buried in a separate cemetery. New Jersey did that to its colored troops. <laughs> so pretty ironic how they basically used them as a political pawn, had them fight, have them you know die. They usually put them in the front lines first so they'd be shot at. And then what they yeah. did then was they buried them in a separate plot. They would not give them veterans' headstones. That came years later for the color troops. There are still cemeteries in New Jersey that have been completely grown over, completely covered, long forgotten about, because New Jersey never honored them. So it's truly interesting how when people glorify Lincoln and they forget that little piece, it's interesting because it's hypocritical. And it's also sad because at a lot of the reunions, the colored troops were banned from coming because a lot of these northern states had segregation laws. Oh, Where yeah. southern yeah. reunions, you had men of color that were there. You had integrated mix. You had Latinos. You had Native Americans. You had French. You had Italian. Unbelievable. We were covering mm-hmm. graves of actual Americans. Let's not forget. With, Let's with not the forget the statue of Lincoln. 
Corey's right, Louisiana. Yeah, and Louisiana, and let's not forget in Louisiana when the war broke out. Let's not forget the Louisiana Native Guard that first formed. It was free. There was, and it was the free African Americans that first formed it, and mm -hmm. along with you know the Creoles down there, because people don't seem to forget. If you if you look at the at the population down there in Louisiana, there was more there was more free African American populations there than there were slaves, and and who were the first to, to you know to call to arms went during secession, and was the Louisiana Native Guard. Well, let me ask you all a question about John Wilkes Booth because I know he was obviously a Democrat and he was controlled by the global banking system. He was a paid-off shill to kill Lincoln. Now that's also a double-edged sword. We're out for the Confederacy, but also we let a communist globalist shill into our, you know, our into our president's range of fire. And um, I don't know how I feel about letting the globalists kind of control that part. You know what I mean? Even though John Wilkes Booth did the right thing, um, what do you guys think about him? And I want to, if, if you know a lot of history about him, please elaborate for everyone. Um, <laughs> well, Except firstly, <laughs> yes, indeed. Except for Tyrannus. Um, so John Wilkes Booth, um, although he didn't serve um, in the war, he was very pro-Confederate. He was against the war, and he was very mad at the war that that the president, so-called president, caused. So um, he thought that that the only way to actually make him pay was to kill him. Um, and now this is a very controversial thought, but I think he did right. I think the only way to properly punish that man was, was to sadly kill him. What do you think about the globalist system? Because back then that's from, remember that's when the banks were full. There yeah. were several ties to his <laughs> to, to one I of the 13 families. Now who knows how true that is, right? But yes. At the same time, Lincoln was gotten rid of, but the pain has already been felt. And then the Reconstruction Act came shortly after. So, yeah. And who was in charge of Reconstruction was just as bad, um, if yeah. not potentially worse. Some would argue. Some would argue maybe even worse. And that's the difficult thing is that you basically are given limited information on making an educated guess on what really would have happened had he, you know, lived and went through Reconstruction. Because with Reconstruction, what people. It didn't matter if you were black or white or whatever. If you were in a southern state, you had no rights. You were disenfranchised completely. Yep. This was all northerners, particularly Republicans, and I tell people all the time. Yeah, that's right. That whole They're original law for a while. is nothing like the GOP that's today. Because that original Republican Party had a lot of socialist roots. Lincoln was friends with Karl Marx. Lincoln's was a socialist. It was. Um, you had the Republicans controlling the South. They're implementing their northern yep. laws. They're doing all these things that the Southerners had not a single say. Very good point. What happened was a lot of the Southerners, they moved west for some normalcy. They moved to South America. Some of them went to Europe, like Judah P. Benjamin. Others moved north. Um, for example, they're, they're not a group that's well talked about, and I would like to at least, uh, with someone else, co-author a book on what I call the New Jersey Grays, or they would call them 
the Confederate carpetbaggers, and these were not your carpetbaggers that were NATO negative. These were Southerners that in order to get some sort of normalcy, they packed up everything, they moved north, and they tried to rebuild their life, as well as help the South as well, try to advocate, because at that point, you're pretty much begging, like, you know, please help, please don't do this. And I think there's a really good book. I have to find the title. I know it's in another video, but if y'all look up General Pryor, it was um, Roger Atkinson Pryor. His wife was uh, Sarah Agnes Rice Pryor. She wrote a fantastic novel that the UDC actually recommended that women read. She also was a founder of the New York uh, Daughters of the American Revolution because what happened was they went through literally hell and back. They had, I think, seven kids or something, a crazy big family, dirt poor. They took what little money they had to move up north to New York. They were living in the city in poverty. She cooked all the meals. She sewed all the clothes. She knew how to get by. And she pushed her husband. She goes, you got to get back into law school and get your law degree finally. Because her husband had a quite an interesting career, General Pryor. He was a Brigadier General uh, from Virginia. Uh, he worked in the Confederate Congress. He did uh, so many different things that you can imagine in that area that a lot of people didn't get to do. He also had bad health, but he lived quite a long age. And he finally got his degree. The family got out of poverty. He, you know, American dream. He worked his way up. And um, listen, they had no privilege. So when people say white privilege, look at General Pryor. No privilege. Poverty, and he did white the right privilege. thing very hard. He got his way out of it. You so guys his wife and wrote so a book, and she would get back to the community. She would build uh, <laughs> women's homes for needy women. She did um, – she, her book, though, I want to read eventually. And I do know that he was in New York, and he actually served on the Supreme Court. And one of his things was to get Decoration Day recognized. He was a key factor in that, saying, like, look, we need yeah. to honor our dead. And then as what you would see at the turn of the century, uh, 18, late 1800s, you would see a, you know, a vested interest in these um, genealogy or heritage societies. So then you had the Daughters of the American Revolution, the Daughters of the Confederacy, Sons of Confederate yeah. Veterans. Um, people were interested in the history. She was a big um, right. you know, player in that. But also what they do, in addition to honoring our ancestors, is they have benevolence. They help the community. So... This is really what people need to look and think hard about before they say, oh, that's racist, take it down, or, oh, vandalize a monument, because you're defacing <laughs> it if someone actually helped America and did something um, mindful. And I tell people all the time, monuments are free speech. So yeah. before y'all say, oh, I don't like that flag, I don't like that monument, that's freedom of speech, number one. Number two, don't tear down, build next to. I told people, Monument Avenue, you can build whatever you want in there. I had no problem. I said, look, put up a monument Harriet Tubman. Put up a monument Frederick Douglass. Put up whoever you want to put up. Yep. Look, it may not be you. Just don't put up damn George Floyd. Well, they do that in I'll Jersey. That not only right. that. They tore down the Christopher Columbus, which was in several. They did several other Italian statues because Newark, New Jersey, was made yeah, of Italians. They tore down Columbus. The Republicans did nothing on that. They're like, oh, just let them do it. Tore down Columbus, and they erected a 700-pound statue of George Floyd. That's right. Here's something else, all right? You These can't, you monuments. Can't separate someone who's a scumbag. I'm sorry. It, absolutely. Also, right? These monuments, okay, are there for one reason, one reason only, okay, and that is to show the love that we have for our soldiers who died, and that is for both sides, okay? Both sides deserve to have their statues up, okay? Especially, they especially are, for those who didn't come home. They are yes. there for the dead, ones who served, okay? It is a war memorial. You got to be the lowest of the lowest to attack a statue that was put up to, to basically say thank you to the ones who served and did not come home.
you got to be a real low piece of shit. Sorry for cussing, yeah. but you got to be a real low, yeah. just a low yeah. person. Period. I just working class here. I just got this book recently. It's called uh, Ar- "Confederate Women of Arkansas in the, the in the Civil War Memorial yeah. Reminiscences." I think y'all probably seen this on my page. A couple, mm-hmm. but, uh, well, it references an incident in my hometown. I think I sent you a picture of uh, the memorial for my hometown. Um, when the Yankee Army came through, and uh, I quote, on the, on the night of 20th of February of 64, five or six federal soldiers came, demanded money of, uh, of Miss Letitia Howell. And, and I know you have it. And every one of you and your husband has plenty of money. When she refused to give them money, they stripped the right foot and, and leg and thrust in the bed of red-hot coals. Lying in large fireplace. So they put this woman's foot and leg in the fireplace while it's burning. Yank- These six Yankee soldiers to a southern woman in my hometown. Yeah. Unbelievable. And- and when they took it out, they asked her if she would tell them where the money was. And when she said no, they put it back and told her they would burn her to death if she did not tell. The flesh was cooked until it fell off from the knee. And they did it the same to her other leg. You know, when, when I hear a story like that, I hear a globalist communist shill all over it because of how... The Union Army was first established with that damn golden thread, the American flag. With the America of the Corporation and the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds, because they have existed in this country since almost 1775. And I, it brings me back to what Thomas Jefferson had to say to Alexander Hamilton back then. Hamilton wanted a one-world banking system. You remember this? Yes, and the person who shot, yeah, first you know one one national bank, and Thomas Jefferson said, "Hell no, there's a reason why we don't have that here," and he actually was confronted by a Rockefeller back then, and what what's his name? Bill Burr was the person with a ten pace shootout. Mr. Byrne, he's buried in Princeton Cemetery. I have it, so y'all are going to get a little bit of a surprise. Um, I visited his grave when I went to Princeton Cemetery. So Princeton Cemetery, New Jersey, it's basically one of our, aside from our monument, New Jersey, it's basically Confederate Cemetery. People don't notice that, but basically Princeton was one of those towns that had a large Southern population, a lot of ties to Virginia, a lot of the founding fathers, a lot of American Revolution history is in that area. Um, because typically you'll find a lot of the Confederate ancestors had revolutionary ancestors. And um, that cemetery is so historic. There is President Cleveland there. He's buried next to a Confederate veteran who worked on his cabinet. Uh, He also um, has Mr. Miller, who is a New Jersey-born Gray. Uh, He fought for Virginia. New Jersey-born, though. um, He's buried right across from uh, Mr. Burr, who was the man who killed uh, Hamilton. How many more people do all of you think a little more awakened to all these facts that we're saying now? Sadly. Would you consider a higher percentage of the South 
could secede with the Confederate flag with the notion of becoming not a corporate <laughs> member of America the Corporation, but a sovereign citizen. Yeah. Here's, the, here's my thoughts on this, okay? Sadly, most Americans have been, have been brainwashed and, and basically conditioned to think that they need the government, okay? They are so dependent on everything that, that they will give up their rights just to feel safe. So as much as I would love for us to be our own country, we got a lot of work to do to take back to take back what was lost, and that was the free thoughts of the American people. Because right right now, it's only getting worse. Like, the kids are just being brainwashed more and more. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and the people who are teaching this are dying off. They're older people, okay? It's, it's up to us, okay? I'm about to be 25, okay? People my age do not do this kind of stuff. No, they're, they don't. They're so focused on other things and just that they have lost what their fathers taught them. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a shame. They're too busy, uh, you know, going to rap and shirts and, and partying and doing stupid things. Yeah, and, basically. Uh, and, and well, they, also, they don't know how to crazy thing. That's the problem. And I will say, I do have a small glimmer of hope, and I say cautious, optimistic hope, uh, that the tide is slowly turning, because I will say mm -hmm. that even when I was in Princeton Cemetery, I always tried to be low-key. And when I was there, uh, the two young men were there, and I guess they were on some challenge to go see all the president's graves. And, you know, they want to know uh, Edward Burr. And then he goes, oh, is that a first national flag? And I was kind of, like, apprehensive. And he goes, wait, he goes, we are on your side. And he even showed me proof on his phone that he, like, shared, like, pro-CSA stuff, which I was like, oh... Oh, thank the Lord. And he goes, wait a minute, you're from Mad. And I'm like, yeah. He goes, oh my gosh, this is great. And I was like, yeah. That's <laughs> so, perfect. Um, it was, it was yeah. ironic. Uh, and it, it's nice to see that because I have, what I really realized is that we're still trying to build up because for the longest time, this is a family thing. It's, you know, if you were in the SCB, you know, everyone joined. If you were in the UDC, you would join the COCF from birth to age 18. We're still trying to gain what we lost. And once we get to that point, which I think will happen soon, we then have to work harder to then further advocate for things. So I am cautiously optimistic that the younger generation is seeing what's going on with ours. Like all of our generation is pretty much, I hate to say it, but lost for now in the sense that yeah. a lot of them are, you know, they're, they won't listen to reason. They make no. you know, stuff that doesn't make sense. They give you just personal attacks. And I've gotten to the point now where if I get a hateful comment, for the most part, blocked and uh, gone. Now, um, I will say this. There are some people, if they ask something and they're not too, too abusive, sometimes you can reason with them or just put something out there because it might just take that one little bit of a seed for them to realize that, oh, yeah. you know, I might be thinking wrong. And the fact that it takes uh, several exposures to really learn something or to get it to stick. So don't expect, and you know, one day you're going to change everyone. And I told people, my yeah. goal is not to change everyone. My goal is to maybe at least change one person, which I have succeeded in. Or, yeah. you know, got you over to join, like, um, the OCR. So, I like, on this live, what I love about this is me, Brandon, Corey, we have ancestry. Frankie, mm -hmm. we don't know about, but Frankie has that southern heart, and I have more respect for that. Someone Absolutely. Who has ancestry and is willing Thank to get out there, fly Absolutely. Your to stick up for them, to promote the real history. That's even more yep. important. 
we Same need way, all of the help. Yeah, and we do all hands on deck, and I tell people now is the history of fighting. Is not, the real is history of America. Happiness. It is part of what our nation. <laughs> yeah, was. and today is Confederate Flag Day here in Arkansas, and that's right. And uh, right. and the and one of the Kennedy twins was just down at Little Rock with Arkansas Division. Speaking of them, at the cap at the Capitol building as we speak. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of that, big news, my friend. Yeah. I was about that. I probably would have, but this probably would have been a bad idea too. Like I probably, instead of being broken down in Fayetteville, I would have been broken down in Little Rock. So, um, oh, that wouldn't have been good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, my transmission. uh, I was imagine this being literally at a stop, and you gas it, and it goes to seven (laughs) thousand. You know, Dude. I almost broke down in Newark one time with, and I had all stickers in my car. So I went to college in Newark, and I had the battle flag and everything on my car. Um, it, probably not the best idea, um, but I will say, <laughs> patriot in Virginia, that he almost broke down in Trenton. He had no idea what New Jersey was like, and it was, I think his his wife's family had family up in Jersey. So they're driving, da da da. People are giving him the Jersey wave, which is like flipping him in the finger. And he goes, "Why?" And I go, "Well, Trenton's like one of the worst places, and the fact that he had the battle." Flag, I'm like, I'm surprised your car didn't get, like, targeted. <laughs> now, it's important that everybody within our calls carries one of these. I carry yeah. this on me every day because is that a Griswold? people, uh, this is the 1851 Navy. Okay. Now, these people not only hate our calls, but they want us dead. And we need to defend ourselves because if we defend ourselves, they will know, don't mess with these people. They're armed. Do not mess with them. Also, okay, um, back on the topic of colored troops in the South, okay, in the book, the South was right, okay, <laughs> there's a chapter in here, okay, <clears throat> and it goes this, um, a Dr. Uh, Steiner, okay, um, he was the chief inspector for the Union Army, okay, he was the, um, he actually seen, his words were this, <clears throat> 3,000 black troopers in General Stonewall Jackson's army in his camp were stationed there, okay, this right here is more than enough proof but yet, you can sit here all day and show these people this, and they will just still call you racist. I sent the person, right, three paragraphs, okay, and I sent them every single fact and source just to back everything up so they, just to back it up, so they couldn't say, oh, well, fake or it's propaganda. I backed it up. And after me sitting there for an hour and a half sending them this stuff, guess what they said? What? Just one word. Racist, yeah. Block me. Correct. I'm like, correct. It's obvious because that that (laughs) back in my day when I grew up, that word had meaning, and now that word has completely lost its meaning. What the new definition of that word is is anyone who wins an argument with a liberal or a communist. Yeah. Well, that's that's how communist and liberals all. Yeah, this girl I went to college (laughs) with when she saw my five foot by eight foot battle flag and 
that I've had since freshman year. She's like, you know that's a flag, you know that flag symbolizes fascism. She says, and you can, and I'll give <laughs> In you comparison a to what she was, was from. She was from Michigan, and um, that is why I stay single because sadly, most of the girls my age, not all of them, okay, there are still like girls out there who aren't like purely brainwashed, but most of them are. Um, it's just, it's sad. Like, it's just... It is sad. <laughs> like, yeah, like, a lot of the women aren't Southern at heart, and they don't understand whether they want to. And yeah. the ones who are, are taken. That is the facts. Like, That's the way you goes. The ones who are good, and, and who have been taught the true patriot um, part of our life are taken. That's the problem. And that's why uh, that's why um, uh, most men, sadly, uh, choose to be single. Well, m most women but, yeah. these days have been taught to be those third or fourth wave feminists that really just uh, yeah. don't even get me started, dude. And basically losing all your men, which I don't get because, you, you know, we have values, that's pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, look how many single moms there are alone. <laughs> look how many fathers yeah. are left over by the system, and now they're forced yeah. to plead to get out of jobs. Yeah. And I don't fault anyone elder. for being a single parent yeah. because I get that certain yeah. things happen. So, like, I don't fault anyone for that. I will say in the cases where you do have, um, you know, for example, I'll tell people all the time, we go doing flagging rallies and just quickly going off Brandon's point about, you know, being aware in self-defense. When you do a flagging rally anywhere, I have everyone do a contract so we know, and God forbid something happens that we all sign the, the rules to agree on. The one of the biggest ones is that make sure you go in a group of at least four. Never go alone. Never leave alone. Go in a group. Leave as a group. And um, <laughs> the one thing that I will say uh, with uh, our haters is a lot of them are white college age ladies. A lot of our haters yep. are not mental women of color. Yeah. White college age women that have taken right. these classes, gotten white Democrats, and they think that going and screaming in someone's face is appropriate. Or we had a group of them that were mooning us. Uh, that was crazy. Um, that I've never seen that happen in New Jersey. What? But we had a group of college people that mooned us as they drove by. <laughs> that's that's like the child. This is, this is what feminists do. Look look how Talk many idiots in France Talk. were naked, bearing the Ukrainian flag over their body. Stand and I will say this yeah. too. Um, <laughs> this is words of wisdom from a fellow compatriot from Georgia. So when I went to the General Forestry Interment, I met with this wonderful guy, and um, you know he was down there, and you know he his wife was at home with her daughter, and he was out there, and he was like, "This is important for me to go and honor this general. I have this opportunity. I need to do it." And his father, so his father was divorced, and throughout the divorce, he said, "Son, all you need in life is your family, your health, and the portrait of General Lee." That, Amen. He left Amen. everything there. He, he, you know, he had his, his family that came with him. So when he got divorced, he moved into an apartment. And the one thing that he cared about that most, which is great, that one object was that portrait of General Lee. And now the Amen. son has General Forrest. So it, it, amen to that. That's words of wisdom. Yep. Amazing how many Democrats <laughs> were slave owners back in the day, too. And even like Stonewall Jackson's oh, wife. Yeah. Stonewall Jackson's wife um, 
wonderful woman. These are all ladies that we should look up to. So mm-hmm. true feminism, they should really appreciate the value that women had in the Confederacy. And that's oh, a whole topic yeah. for another day. Yeah. Just very briefly, Bell Boyd, <laughs> Bell Boyd, Rose Greenhow. Rose Greenhow was the first diplomat, basically. She would go from the Confederacy. She would sail on a trip to France to sell the Southern cause and England in an attempt to convince them to recognize the CSA. We only needed one of those two. They were very close. She died on her way back from the trip, transporting gold for the Confederacy. Ship was intercepted. She fell and she drowned. Uh, she was actually interesting because she was out in Washington, D.C. and run, ran a very elaborate um, alleged network of spies. And um, they never had any hardcore proof to uh, convict her. So she was actually held at prison with her daughter. And she used to fly the Confederate flag from her window at Old Capitol Prison. Um, she snuck a, a weapon in there the one time. Uh, Emily Lapisardi, if you look on YouTube, does a fantastic presentation on who Rose Greenhow was. She is the number one um, actress that uh, portrays Rose Greenhow. And Belle Boyd was a spy, and she knew. Belle Boyd knew that women at the time, you know, sadly, women ha- had to fight for their rights. But at that time, if a woman did something that demanded, they wouldn't get charged the same. So Belle Boyd, for espionage, she never got executed. She was deported twice to England. She snuck back in there to spy for the Confederacy. Then she was deported to Canada. She snuck back in to spy for the Confederacy. She shot a Yankee soldier who was basically trying to violate her mom. Now I know is this answer. She got away with it. These Yankees, but man. Does everyone know why we call ourselves Confederates? You know where the word came from? Uh, not exactly. All no, right. Not entirely. Well, I'm going to read this. Again, I read this last week. I'm not sure if you guys saw it, but is it let's go back to something very particular that was proposed to the King of England and between all the states at the time. Um, the Articles of Confederation. To Congress, July 8th, 1788. Really quick, I just want to address this. Uh, working okay. class, that's actually... And again, it's a common myth, so I don't fault you for it. Forrest, believe it or not, there is no credible evidence to suggest he was a part of that group at all, or that he actually never formed it. That group was actually formed by someone different, and there's actually a plaque yes. that explains that. So it's interesting, that whole myth, where it comes from, it's two things. It was General Sherman, who actually feared and respected Forrest, wanted to convict him on charges that you know were unchargeable. And he made General Sherman made a statement during Reconstruction saying that we're going to make this happen. He, to put it this way, General Sherman was kind of like a Nancy Pelosi on steroids, um, for lack of a better word. And uh, he was not successful. Forrest's name was cleared. So what happened was, years later, people also cite the Run, Forrest, Run movie, the uh, Forrest Gump. They use false information from that movie to think that Forrest was associated with that, or the founder of that group. Yeah. And it's something that... Yeah, I believe really, it was, uh, I think it was, He started the KKK. I, I correct, it was like Gordon that. who found it. <laughs> I think it was Gordon's. Um, Wait, okay. So I'll, let me get back to this real quick. Sure. I'll just you the first three articles, okay? And this is, again, between the states of New Hampshire, Massachusetts Bay, Connecticut, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Delaware, Maryland, Virginia, North Carolina, and South Carolina, Georgia. Oh, and here, here's something for all you northern people that think the uh, – the northern uh, areas never owned any slaves. Rhode Island and the Providence Plantation. Article 1 from July 8, 1788. The style of this confederacy shall be the United States of America. 
Each state retains its own sovereignty, freedom, and independence, and every power, jurisdiction, and right, which is not by this confederation expressly delegated the United States in, in Congress assembled. The said states hereby severally enter into a firm league of friendship with each other for their common defense, the security of their liberties, and their mutual and general welfare, binding themselves to assist each other against all force offered to or attacks made upon them, or any of them on account of religion, sovereignty, keyword sovereignty, trade, or any other pretense whatsoever. Now, it goes on to say you have the freedom to travel between each state without restrictions, hence all those stupid vaccination and mass mandates, which are completely unconstitutional. Or what Lincoln did during Reconstruction, his whole administration, he couldn't go anywhere without Yankee permission. He made the Juneteenth articles that people never read. Juneteenth article, you couldn't leave that state, you couldn't leave your home without Yankee permission. Without Yankee permission, you, uh, law Mar Mar after the Civil War was ended. Section 2 of Article 4, if any person, any person guilty of or charged with treason from from breaking any one of these articles of confederation shall be found guilty in the United States court upon the demand of the governor executive power of the state. I mean, this pisses me off. Because it says it right here what we should do. And what we should have been doing the whole time. Hang tyrants. Get rid of these freaking... Wherever the hell they came from. And actually preserve liberty and freedom. The way yep. others have Yeah, them. and why don't they be like the loyalists? And if, why not be like the loyalists? If you don't right. want to be the loyalists. The fancy fancy they, exactly. They have every. I tell people my favorite is when people were, you know, during the 2016 election, all these celebrities are horrible influence on our children. They'd say, "We're going to move to Canada. Go ahead, move to Canada. That's fine. Move. Take them." Yeah. And, and to an extent, I was trying to explain to people. I don't feel either. bad about Canada because yeah. with Canada, they kind of get what they voted for. However, I do feel bad for the very few that have enough heart to fight against everything, and they're stuck. So it's almost like I wish we can do like a trade-out program saying, hey, we'll give you a socialist, we'll take a patriot. So, so yeah. Trump said, Trump said that he yeah. didn't recognize the South as American heritage, quote-unquote. What do you guys think about that? <laughs> well, Trump, he didn't, oh, he didn't Trump. recognize the Confederate flag. He didn't recognize it? Yeah, he, like, he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't want to recognize it. He, he said he could fly it. But he said he doesn't Here's my thing on Trump, okay? <laughs> I also want to mention, too, all opinions are my own. I forgot to put that there in the first part. Um, yeah. It was in the chat before. You're, 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 I'm going to you know, change that. Your, your opinions are legit. End yes. of story. Yep. Yes. Disclaimer I always got to throw out. Here's my opinion on Trump, okay? At first, Trump said that he thought that the Confederate flag should be put in a museum. That really made me mad. Then I guess he's seen how he was gonna turn some 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 people like away from voting from him. And then he turned turned it around and said, "Oh, the Confederate flag is a good symbol of Southern heritage." Like, dude, stop it! Like, 
Exactly. I remember more people in the cell. I got a rally. They kicked the guy out in Virginia. There was another one. They kicked the two people out. And what was more insulting to me was when they took down the battle flag and put the Yankee flag up. That was a slap in the face and an ultimate sign of disrespect. And I was at rallies several times. Frankie witnessed. They would say, well, how about an American flag? And I would pull this right out there and say, no, I'm going to fly. Because Confederate flags are American flags. Yep, and they are. It's so insulting to tell people, oh, fly only the, what they should call it, which is the correct term, the USA flag. Yes. That's insulting, and it doesn't work that way. So when we had that whole, like, trucker's convoy, it was more of a yeah. car show, really, in New Jersey, when yeah. they said, yeah. oh, you only fly the USA flag. But get this, they allowed the LGBTQ pride flag, breaking their own rule, yeah, they allowed that's other flags. So that I don't agree with. And you should allow to fly whatever the heck flag you want. That is our First Amendment right, our basic human rights. And I agree with Brandon on Trump yep. because he was flip-floppy on a lot of things. And there are certain things also, that about the vaccine also, specific, too. Trump, right? I don't really trust him. But at the same time, I would rather have him over Biden. Here's, here's an example. That's People think Trump is this pro-gun patriot. He's not. Okay, he signed more gun. He signed more gun laws into effect than Obama ever did. Okay, that that's a fact. Also, right? He he wasn't really stable on his thoughts. Like he just tried to gain votes. Now Trump was a very good man. Yes, but I just think he. I just think he was on the fence about a lot of things I did not like. Also, um, now he said that the um, he said that the Confederacy was not like American or anything. That's right. false. We actually have a emblem. Our seal, our Confederate seal, is George Washington on a horse. Okay. That's right. We are so yeah. American. We have George Washington on our seal. They have. A fucking bird as her seal. Well, don't forget that if we weren't for <laughs> and South Carolina, we would have never won the Revolutionary War. Yep. And do you all want to clap on this? Because my little favorite. fun fact, though, uh, when little fun fact uh, from what I I read somewhere that uh, um, that when they were debating on the American seal, like. Like the the bald eagle, Ben Franklin suggested the American turkey instead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that. Imagine having He's a turkey as your seal. That'd be a laughing stock. That would be mortifying. Yeah, he was the man. Bunch of turkeys. Because he knew if he if you took things too serious, then you'd have tyranny anyway. Yeah, you basically. Have, yeah, like nothing. Yeah, <laughs> have a turkey as your seal. Uh, that's embarrassing. It's like imagine. I mean, it would make Thanksgiving more meaningful, but imagine yeah. having the American flag, a big picture of a turkey on a white banner, just the turkey flag is. <laughs> it sums up this administration well. I'll say that that was, yeah. Um, you know, but, <laughs> yeah. My favorite, too, is that, you know, we all are well-versed in a lot of things. And what you'll see is, and I don't want to generalize, there are some wonderful Trump supporters. My oh, favorite yeah. are the ones that are super anti-monument, because they exist, that are anti-CSA flag, anti-free speech. And then they're the yeah. biggest Q supporters. And my favorite is that, like, I didn't even know what the heck Q was. People go on and on and on about this conspiracy theory with no basis behind it. Oh, Q ain't all. on. But, and ready for this? 
I had someone that was, you know, <laughs> they would come up to me and he would yell at me for my flag. I don't like this, this and that. I said, well, guess what? Deal with it because what are you doing to preserve history? And that's what I tell people. Get a backbone. And if you're told to leave a rally for carrying a veteran's flag for the right reasons, stand there and say, no, that is your First Amendment right. Sit there and stand your ground. I've done that. I've done it several times. I've gotten cursed at. You and I were side by side many God knows how many times. And you know what's crazy? Race. When someone supports Q, they don't know that that actual Q comes from the Quantrill's battle flag. <laughs> yep. Here's something else, right? Thank now, you, Frankie. I have your back, too. <laughs> now, I'm not sitting here and Everybody saying... I'm not sitting here saying that they did not cheat, okay? But, okay, Biden did win, okay? The problem is not with the votes. It's about with this. We are being outmanned they're starting to be more and more and more of these communists and these left-wing nuts than we are this election okay let's stop saying it was cheated and let's get down to the fact okay we got to work better at getting people to vote okay we lost this election because we didn't vote we had so so we had people that that either like trump okay and they voted or did not like Trump and they stayed home. And, and therefore, people staying home basically voted for Biden. The main problem is this. A lot Our of side. Did and they found a lot of lost votes, too, apparently. Oh, so oh yeah. My yeah. question is, where's all, where's all the evidence now to suggest from the Durham report? They found another 20,000 missing votes yes. in Pennsylvania. This and yes. that. It's like, okay, well, come forward then already. Exactly. Yeah. A little bit too late. And now, here's see, another thing, too. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. No, it's fine. All right. No. Another yeah. thing, too, like, uh, yeah, Biden's in office, and we're in for a long ibuprofen bottle of a headache to deal with. For crying out loud, and right. and entering well, goddamn World War Three at this point, and uh, people Almost. should be more. Fo- I think people should be more focused on ready. Like we need to get ready for twenty two midterms. Yes. Cause, yeah. Because because yeah. uh, right here in Arkansas, we're our the Republican contender is Sarah Huckabee Sanders, mm. <coughs> and and is gonna. And is, going, and is trying to primary Asa Hutchison. Well, we said this before. We have very few people in Congress that actually can talk about what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. New Jersey. They dare say oh, yeah. any atrocity against the North and what the Union tyrants originally did and how our country was really stolen. <laughs> what we represent is a, is, is a farce at this point. That the whole country has to be revamped from ground zero. We need a new constitution, or at least exactly. To that. What's up, Colin? Um, I put it like this, okay? The war was about money. Was about yes, that too, but it was about the people putting the American government in check. That's what the whole war stems from, okay? Our founding fathers gave us the tools that we needed to take up arms against a tyrant. A, no, sorry, a tyrant. Okay, we did so. Sadly, lost because of the cowardly things that they did. Okay, now <clears throat> this war, it, it's still. I think this. Okay, the 
the entire war itself is currently it's not over it's no, still it's no it's just reconstruction is still happening exactly yeah. every day and That's now it's the unfinished work of it yes and this country has been lost it <laughs> it's definitely lost its way there's too many turncoats and tyrants at the top too exactly. many binos that exactly. are taking up and twisting around well, also look at New Jersey. This is my this is my favorite thing. Is I tell people, yeah, the two uh, wings of the same bad bad eagle, yeah, and the prime example is in New Jersey. We have very few people that are running that are good. So in New Jersey, it's a lose lose. So for yeah. example, the only good one we have, we have two. We have Phil Rizzo and we have Trish Flanagan, and you know maybe uh, Mike Crispy. And they really, they don't mind having free. the Confederate flag, uh, and they don't uh, mind the Confederate flag, which is great. Like I've spoke to them, and they're great. They don't uh, back down from it. We need more people like that because oh yeah, absolutely. We have two Republicans. Yeah. There are only two Republicans in Congress that voted to remove the monuments from the Capitol, including one of them, which was my ancestor, Fighting Joe Wheeler. I wrote them a very strongly worded letter that was professional, and guess what? No response. I tried to go there in person to ask for questions, and the guy would keep canceling and refuse to answer questions. You can't be professional or unprofessional. He wouldn't show up. It was Chris Smith and Jeff Andrew. Those are two men that we must primary. Jeff Andrew, he recommended two people that me and Frankie know, and I'll give you a hint. One of them, their catchphrase is not black, not white American, but the guy's a total Democrat and a, a strong liberal. He recommended two of the other worst candidates that have some of the weakest policies. One of them uh, was sympathizing with Antifa and BLM in D.C. Oh, goodness. Yeah, <laughs> so we have that problem. We have that very big yeah, problem. That, that's the whole problem up here. With, I'll give you an I'm example. Right. Last election, again, people were claiming the New Jersey election there was fraud. And I'll tell people, okay, maybe there was, but guess what? He, Jack was not getting in because what happened was a lot of conservatives. Uh, mm. Hold on one sec. Well, if if the South is a whole bunch of traitors, then what were the Americans compared to? Um, the yeah, he just got blocked. Um, There's something. Um, yeah. Uh, Jack, I think Florida, God knows how many times. Stay the hell out of the country, you damn bastard. That's right. God. And Jack, he lost Remove in yourself Jack, from my country. This guy that was running for office. Um, <laughs> He was against monuments. He openly said that I am against the flag. I don't agree with it. We also had another guy that was running for governor, Dave Winkler, who's now in Tennessee. And I told Tennessee, I'm like, Watch yeah, that, that damn rhino. The guy is an issue. I think there's a lot of things that's he, he, which is sad. He doesn't bring up the fact he's a veteran until you start arguing with him and go, well, I'm a veteran. Well, I'll say, thank you for your service, but I still don't agree with your points. He was pro illegal immigration. And on top of it, um, he was against the flag, and then he lied and said that I was a recent immigrant, implying that I was illegal. He said I was a recent immigrant. Then he said that um, I didn't know the significance of the flag. I wrote to him, and the reporter saying that you lied in record. You need to change this, or I'll expose you. They, they gave me a nasty response back, so I did a video on here, and I held up my certificate, and I read out his words, and I responded. Because when I did that, and I showed the picture, I produced proof that he was there. He talked to me, and he originally supported the flag, but then he turned. And I have all the screenshots of the private messages as well that I uploaded. Thanks, buddy. It's uh, Brandon is number one. He's incredible. Both Brandon and Corey, they're filled with knowledge. Oh, yeah. Brandon has wealth <laughs> of knowledge in artillery. He knows Virginia like the back of his hand in Maryland. Um, Corey knows Arkansas and Army of Tennessee as well. Um, Frankie knows the Constitution. At this field, my friend, of the Constitution <laughs> of the United States. What do we have? We should put on the uh, Confederate hey, field. Thank you. Now, you how, many, how many arrows are in the... Uh, the right hand, the right claw of the eagle there. Thirteen. Thirteen. What was that supposed to represent? It was, supposed, it was supposed to be 
It was supposed to represent the 13 colonies. Supposed to be, but guess what? It was actually... The Constitution of the United States has was renamed to... Well, it originally was, was labeled the Constitution for the United States. And before We the People was changed, that whole entire paragraph was completely different. The, the Yes, it represented the 13 colonies. But this eagle didn't come out till later. Remember, remember what we're talking about. Washington didn't pick this. The Union picked this. Yeah, that's right. Okay, and the and these thirteen freaking arrows are the thirteen families that are ruling above our head constantly. Yeah, <laughs> they don't work government. They don't um, federal organizations. Um, Colin here. Um, he's a very good dude. Um, he's actually very pro-Southern. He's actually from Pennsylvania, so uh, he's a very good man. Colin, you got to come down with us and, like, you know, go to Gettysburg. We because actually to come to the uh, Delaware Grays. We march there, and you don't have to have ancestry. Just join us. We march with flags for Remembrance Day. I want march with flags, all right. And this time, I'm going to change mine up too. I'm putting join or die Confederate flag in the background. Let's see how many people get angry at me for that. I, it's the best in New Jersey. So I wanted to add this. Uh, the reason why Jack lost is conservatives like us stayed. <laughs> we, we either abstained. I decided to go out there because I knew I, it was a lose-lose. I wrote in Robert E. Lee. I was making a statement because I was disgusted at what happened in Virginia. Like that new governor in Virginia, he might be good in certain things, but for the most part, he's not good at monuments. He's a turncoat. A big-time turncoat. And people don't know this because they don't do the research. They just kind of go with the masses. And I think it was Jack, we would ask him about the Second Amendment. New Jersey has a very poor ranking with our Second Amendment laws. And his response is this. His response was, like, the only people should be able to, you know, to carry our female realtors. What happened? The guy that was going to run for governor for the Republican ticket, Jack yeah. Cittarelli, yeah. said that he thinks the only people that should bear arms are female realtors. He's a fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah he's more than that. But yeah, I All agree right. um, Could you send um, Colin... A live invite. I'm gonna leave. Okay. So he, yeah. All Thank right. you. Oh, there it was a pleasure. Sure. Having and I just want to say this real quick. So pleasure, before we end everything, like you know, we're gonna have Colin on and whatnot. I just want to say that I am truly blessed to have all of you all in my life. I'm truly blessed Same to have all of you my friends. Um, I know <laughs> you're always there for me. I always love chatting with all of y'all late at night, doing the live videos. And I want to say that we need to do more of this. So whether it's just like we'll have a certain topic and we'll go over it, I'll try to gather some evidence and have a wonderful discussion. Because yeah. the more of us that are doing this, the more of us that are having these conversations, having these lives, the more people are going to get educated. And I would love to see everyone doing stuff like this on all the platforms. <laughs> so thank you very much for coming on. Yes, sir. All right, Colin. Uh, join, buddy. It's a pleasure. While Colin pleasure, gets on, man. I'm going to read you guys an expert from the racist George Washington on the subject of slavery. April 12, 1786. This was a letter to Robert Morris. Now it says, Dear Sir, I give you the trouble of this letter at the instance of Mr. Dalby of Alexandria, who was called to Philadelphia to attend what he conceives to be a Lawsuit respecting a slave of his whom a society of Quakers have attempted to liberate. He goes on and says, he says, the conduct of this, of this society is not sanctioned by law to own slaves. He's like, um, I can only say that there is not a man living who wishes more sincerely than I, than I do to see a plan adopted for the abolition of slavery. But there's only one proper and effectual mode by which it can be accomplished, and that is by legislative authority. And this, 
As far as my suffrage will go, shall never be wanting. But when slaves who are happy and contented with their present masters are tampered with and seduced to leave them, when masters are taken unawares by these practices, when a conduct of this sort begets discontent on one side and resentment on the other, and what happens to fall on a man whose purse will not measure with that of the society, and he loses his property for want of means to defend it, it is oppression in such a case, and not humanity in any, because it introduces more evils than it can cure. I will make no apology for writing to you on this subject. So what Mr. Washington was saying was, if we cannot free the slaves out of the goodness of hearts and only because of money and what, then we don't deserve to have a free country. Now, what say you about George Washington now, you bunch of, you know, bigoted fools out there in the North and all you Black Lives Matter liberators of what? What are you liberating us from? South? You know how many more colored people in specific live down South in comparison to the North? You know, oh, yeah. they feel better and more comfortable about being down there. I mean, look I, at Atlanta, Georgia itself. There's more black people oh, than New York City. So many like colored folk down there. <clears throat> I and know, I know the fact that that doesn't happen up in New Jersey because New Jersey ranked number one for the most segregated state still, school-wise, and also town-wise. So it's crazy that, you know, people try to, like, demonize the South and promote the North as this wonderful thing. But you'll see that in the North, like, even places like Maine, you know, they're not like the South. It's more integrated. Receiving documents, I get it, but guess what? It's important it's, to know the basics. People of it. like me that can clarify. We need to clarify the forefathers and what they actually stood for, not what they're changing in all the damn schools and teaching everybody that all the forefathers were racist because they were white. And yeah, like shut up already. Well, Every working. single forefather has denounced slaves. I mean, Thomas Jefferson. Although he had certain slaves in in his home, guess how many children he had with each and every single one of them? He didn't rape any of them. He had relationships, he had wives, and they were all black. I don't even want to hear it. There was even rumors, of even as much as we hate Abraham Lincoln, that Abraham Lincoln was also partially black. Iron. So working class, I just want to add this into this one so comment. Like, we are not losing. The South is not losing. If anything, I think the tide is turning because... Yeah. Brandon, I pinned Brandon's comment. Uh, for every monument they remove, we put two more up in its place. We also do a, a battle flag or two. We have successfully raised about 38 plus mega flags that are on private property in plain visibility on the highway down south. Yep. We are making a whole train of them all over, not just in the south, but we have plans to go north and out west. And to make things even better, what Monuments Cross Dixie, we sold out of all of the Robert E. Lee statues. So we are actively That's awesome. putting them up there. We're also going to be putting up Stonewall Jacksons. They're going to be out there. So regardless of what people want, we're putting monuments on private property. So the message is going to be sent loud and clear. You can waste all your taxpayer dollars in the town and tear down a monument. Guess what? More of them are going to go up. It's that basic principle that you will not disrespect our veterans or monuments. How's that for happy Confederate history month, people? And I do in the future, like, well, I definitely want to get in the habit of this of doing more focused, you know, videos. We'll have a topic and we'll like get like a time frame. Um, and we'll, you know, go about it because, you know, you have all these wonderful people. Uh, Colin, it's nice to meet you. I know you're in Pennsylvania. Pleasure, um, Colin. Nice not an easy you. state to live in. I know it's more bearable than Jersey or New York. Thanks for joining my group, by the way. Keep joining. All the cow shit field. Like, we're all a bunch of Republican out where we are, you know. 
I like I actually met Brandon on a video game we played, and like we we were always like dressed as Confederates and shit, and I like met a bunch of cool. People. <laughs> nice. It was, it was a fun time. It was a great time. Just a lot of drama. How like, yeah. How you liking Doctor Oz running for office out there? What's up? How you liking Doctor Oz running for office up there? And Trump endorsed him. All I can say though, Tom Wolf can suck a fucking dick. I hate that. That's right. Him. That guy is the biggest anti-Second Amendment, anti-freedom of speech. Honestly, worse than Cuomo and Murphy put together. Okay. PA is actually it's interesting. Pennsylvania does have a lot of displaced Southerners, like New Jersey and Delaware. I know, like Philadelphia, even. So Mer- I'm actually there. part of the Metcalf. And our Metcalf uh, group is based out of near like the Philly area. We have a beautiful monument in Philly, um, and we have, I think, a very active UDC chapter that is in uh, Philly. No shit. Yep. Look at Philly. Philly had ties to the Confederacy too. Hey, Vinny, I just um, I want to take this piece of history right here, this false flag history from VirginiaHistory.org. How did slaves support the Confederacy? They were being pushed into the Confederate uniform. 89% of eligible white men served in Confederate armies. Enslaved and free blacks provided even more labor than usual for Virginian farmers. Uh, this is ridiculous. This is all wrong. Enslaved black men made up much of the workforce. It, it's always the same. Well, there's a lot of false history people. on there. And I tell people what you read online, do not believe Fox News. Do not believe CNN. Both of them. Do not teach the correct history. Fox News, they said, oh, they said, you wouldn't believe this. They were talking about what I'm wearing, which is a kepi. You know what Fox News called it? They called it a cappy. I almost died a little inside because they don't know how to pronounce things. And then they went on to give false information about, I think it was uh, General Pickett, because General Pickett's ancestor is still alive. He's uh, Pickett the fourth. What happened with uh, his ancestor was his ancestor was conned out of his items. Uh, he actually got stolen. Someone broke into his house. This one guy, he was part of the museum, and Pickett's items are illegally on display at the museum in Harrisonburg, I believe, Pennsylvania. So um, that's another fight that I hope, you know, the family will win on because that was illegally obtained. But Fox News did not promote the right history. They gave false information. The one thing that I was actually interested they mentioned was the fact that with Gettysburg, the, the Confederate dead were not allowed to be there. So then what happened was the women had to work very hard to get their dead back. And this was years after the war. Get them back, get them honored. There's a few Confederate dead left in Gettysburg. The problem is, despite the fact that some of their families want them back in their home state, the park is like, no, they're our property now. That's a problem because on top of it, the National Park Service does not allow you to display the Confederate flag. I do it anyway. I tell people to go out there and do it anyway because you do not honor a Confederate veteran with a USA flag. That is the ultimate sign of disrespect. Virginia Museum of History and Culture. Thousands of black Americans were forced to support the operations of the Confederate Army as teamsters, cooks, body servants, and laborers. In 1863, more than 6,000 accompanied the 71,000 soldiers of the Army of Northern Virginia into Pennsylvania. What source is that from? Virginia Museum of History and Culture, like an actual museum. Look at who supports that, which is ironic because exactly. what that, I believe what, there was a museum like that. Northern it used to be... It used to be the uh, Museum of the Confederacy, and what happened was that was basically a hostile takeover. And then what ended up happening was um, they changed it to the American Civil War Museum, and then they started promoting the woke agenda. So what you want to find is you'll see, 
you want to start looking for the sources that were pre that, you know, that were more unbiased and you learn a lot more that way. It's really sad to see what's become of the Museum of the Confederacy because that was owned at one point and like, you know, curated by the UDC. Well, I mean, especially Virginia, they have UDC's brothers. artifacts. And I say the UDC, I'm praying they can get all their artifacts back because they need their own separate museum because they're not being taught the appropriate way and the current state of things. Well, you yeah. want to get off talk, but like you should the shit that they try teaching kids in school. So I'm mm -hmm. Civil War class. My one teacher, Kelly's like heavily biased towards the Union. And like the, the amount of shit that they say, like, even like. Uh, say like the Battle of Fredericksburg, like they said that like, oh yeah, the Yankees kicked their asses. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? No, hey, no, uh, -uh. We, 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 we won that. We beat their butts, even though they brought a big army on us. Yeah, that's all they had was manpower. And then like all the blocks hit the, the south, you know, they couldn't get the supplies. And like, they did, they fought so well. Like, not even funny, like mad respect to the guys in gray. Yeah. All this false yeah. history. Enslaved black yeah. men made up much of the workforce. Oh, yeah. I get shit all the time with my teacher. Like, I, he actually genuinely pissed me off about that stuff. It, it says here that enslaved black men made half of all the Confederate cannons. And as Teamsters unloading trains, longshoremen unloading ships, and as miners in a road and, and in road maintenance. You know, the, the South used them for labor. Blah, 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 same old stuff. Same old stuff in here. And I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure there's a there's a, a source where cited from Frederick Douglass, where he received a report saying that that uh, that there were that there were blacks in the Confederate yeah. Army, um, re reporting not not as teamsters or cooks, and so they and and if they were, they were doing there there were people d doing that in that capacity. But he also saw that they were carrying rifles pitch and shot in their in their bags as soldiers against sentries. Yeah, I don't believe it. I don't believe anything about what the what the south did to the north because if you look at all the pictures, where's all if there was just this many cooks and this many laborers and this many miners. Look at what wouldn't all those racist southerners take pictures and like put them all up. Look look what did to the black people. Uh, I don't see any proof. And of my favorite, they were paid more. So believe it or not, because their black Confederates existed. They bared arms. We have three of them that are buried in New Jersey at the monument. They're buried at a mass grave. Um, they all bared arms. And l let me tell you this. When you were put in a Confederate prison, you had the option to sign the Oath of Allegiance and say, I, I will fight for the Union cause. They said no. If things were really so horrible in the Confederate Army, why did all of them refuse? They said no. We want to. We're a Confederate. They died, all three of them at Fort Delaware, of horrible diseases. Um, so what you're seeing now is the Union will try to cover up the northern prisons. They bring up Andersonville, which I shoot that down real quick by saying right. the South was already belt tightened for resources. As good Southern gentlemen, they tried their best to give them what little they had. So whatever they were getting for food rations, the Southerners had for food rations. Yeah, that However, what's even more disgusting is up north, the northern prisons, the Union had all the resources and they chose to starve the men. They strip them of their clothing. They had horrible medical care, and they were crowded in places that should have never been prisons. And a lot of them died of diseases, horrible diseases. Oh, they were but, but, but Vinny, it's and, the white privilege. They, they 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 had it so much far. The black people had, had it so much for, uh, more worse than everybody else. Oh my goodness! White people were treated so much better than black people. How how, how is it that they got tortured, Vinny? Uh, I'm not I'm not following. You mean white people can torture other white people and they can be put into prison camps and be right next to each other, butt naked? 
or out, out to freeze during the winter months. And, and there was Native American Confederates that were there in the prisons with them. There was they black were, Confederates. They were forced Confederate. to eat their own vomit, my friends. Brandon brings up a good point. So we found one of his ancestors, and I think we, we have to do a video. We got to do we got to plan something on doing one about the POW camps and cover a few of them and our ancestors. Uh, Corey has his one ancestor. You have um, Brandon that has his. Brandon's ancestor had a letter, and he's right. They starved his ancestor, and you know the union would eat like kings. They wouldn't. You know the, what they're doing now is you go to Fort Delaware is they lie and they say oh the food was fresh. Well that is a load of garbage because there are multiple sources. <laughs> that cite what the food was like and how a lot of them died of food diseases. That's crazy. Um, I know for a fact, when you go about the, the prisons, um, people also forget that the union tried to cover it up. Some of them they demolished. Others, um, like Point Lookout, they moved the bodies several times. With New Jersey, our monument, the VA prevented everyone from finding the bodies, giving them an honorable burial. So but, the best we have now is a monument to honor them. We're yeah. point down there. Section. I yeah, find, my I find ancestor. this whole thing ridiculous, mm -hmm. and the North has been trying to cover up their lies for God knows how long now. How it's long? time to expose this nonsense once and for all. It, it is, and I think with education, yeah. and like I'm glad we have young people like you know Brandon, um, Corey, we have Colin, young people that truly are going to be the ones to educate other people and then keep this going on. It's going to take it took so so many generations to get this way. It's going to take that many to undo the indoctrination, and the more that we get into teaching education, psychology, those things, the better because we're going to start hitting them on their own home front. I'm studying to become a psychologist, and I'm going to start trying to undo this nonsense, this indoctrination they're doing in schools. I have been out there speaking out on what they're teaching and how they're brainwashing the youth because I don't agree with it. We experienced it in schools, but not to this extent. It was no. still there, but it was not nearly as crazy. What was about it? Dixie yeah. Defender asked a very cool question. How far do you all think this war in Ukraine will go? As, as long as, as and as far as they want to push it. Yeah, Every, as far as they want to push it, I mean, they use this war to forget about COVID, for crying out loud. Exactly. That's right. It's to the point where COVID never existed. And people are just wearing masks just to wear masks now. I don't know how bad it is in Pennsylvania, but I know in New Jersey, Frankie and I can attest to this. I will still people. I will still see people driving around oh, alone with two or three masks on, N N95 masks. While being alone in their vehicle. And gloves. We had a lady with gloves on. She would, like, spray everything in the store. Even at the mall that I, that I have my business at. There's people walking around still. I went down outside in beautiful 80-degree weather like we had the other day. Masks on, looking over their shoulder, paranoid about this and that. It'll, it'll never go away. The war in the Ukraine will continue until the New World Order can have more can, can reestablish its stronghold there. You have 30 biochemical weapon facilities that were discovered by the Russians. You have tons of psyops with Ukrainian soldiers capturing, beating, killing their own people, and then blaming it on Russia. You have the Azov Battalion, which was established in 2015, which is now, which is a good thing, now they're losing. They, they, actually, yeah. most of their battalion, they were commanding the Ukrainian armies with the help of Zelensky, because they're all Nazis. Um, they're, they're, they, they've lost a good percentage of their battalion now. They've been killed, captured. So that's a good thing. But at the same time, Guess who's going to get involved soon? Poland. And if Poland and NATO gets involved, then what's going to happen? We're going to follow suit and have a draft? I mean, but I know what, it's, what's interesting. They want to depopulate us. I think it's going to be more viewed as like a rescue mission because if you look at Russia is there to rescue certain sure. areas. 
not going to be all of Ukraine. They're going to do what they have to do and then get out. That's what's going to happen there. I think that, you know, yeah, Russia wins, yeah. which I am glad to see. There's been a few people that were originally, you know, siding with one and all of a sudden realizing that, oh, wow, I don't want to get involved. Uh, yeah, we don't want another Vietnam. Because no. this also brings us to a, a point in this area, because with Vietnam, that was a place where it took years for them to even be honored and treated with respect. As with all wars, you never see monuments come up immediately after the war. You always see them come up 25 years, 50 years, 75 years, 100 years, increments of that. That holds true for our Confederate monuments. They went up the same time the Union monuments did when people had money. It took 25 years to get that about and monuments are a way of honoring and remembering and honoring those who served. Like New Jersey, we had people from Vietnam. These men were disrespected when they came home. Some of them didn't know what they were fighting for. They were thrown over there um, to fight communism, and it was a miserable failure. Same with the yeah. Korean War and War of 1812. We, right now. we failed miserably in the War of 1812. Oh, yes, people don't did. know that. Our Star-Spangled Banner was made while that Fort McHenry was being pelted and the flag almost fell. And what kept the flag up was thousands of patriots dead bodies trying to hold it up in place yeah and the only and the only form of morale we got was battle of new orleans that's right yeah. elaborate on the battle of new orleans please i don't know all the, the details well even well when the war ended like when when the battle of new orleans happened uh, just as the treaty was being signed at, at ghent and but just as the treaty was on its way to be you know told to the public the battle of new orleans was showed up first so it gave us a morale boost and then shortly after um what ended up happening well treaty right treaty yeah i thought it was we it, what it was was yeah. it basically it was a mutual surrender on both sides saying, hey, I'll stop fighting. And if you meet these terms and conditions, pretty much we were not in a good position at that point. We had lost about, I think, just over double the amount of the British that died. We lost a crazy amount of men. I was blessed that I have two ancestors that were War of 1812. They survived. One of them is actually a Wheeler descendant because uh, fighting Joe Wheeler, his family, believe it or not, is mostly northern. A lot of Wheelers that are up north can trace their ancestry to General Wheeler, and they're eligible for both the SCV and the MOSB, which is for the generals, if you're related to them. And that's, um, you know, what people forget is that you had quite a few of them that had northern roots. And that's the whole topic for another day. But um, a lot of these yeah. generals, a lot of these uh, our patriots, they had roots that were back to War of 1812, American Revolution. Mm -hmm. um, if you were lucky, maybe you had one that would potentially saw both or saw a different war, like the uh, Spanish. For, for, for quite a were established in the South anyway. Uh, I, I, I can't believe, like, people, oh, the Revolutionary War, and yes, the, the Southerners yeah. saved the day. Yeah. They did they uh, the, the Supreme the Commander the was a Virginian, for crying That's out right. loud. I had an ancestor who. I mean. I mean, if you look at the earlier presidents, um, how many of them were Southern? You know, before the before our before our war, how many presidents? How many vice presidents? And then how many justices? I mean, look at the, the Alamo. Court were we lost the Battle of the Alamo. We wouldn't have Texas <laughs> anymore. You probably wouldn't have Louisiana, and then Mexico would be allowed to raid up and down the actual frontier line, and then yeah. we probably end up being owned by Spain. At some point, yeah, and, and, uh, what, and what were you, and, your country? And and what were you saying, bud? You had an ancestor. You said, 
Yeah, an ancestor is a Confederate. Uh, his name was uh, John Murtaugh. He was in Missouri, uh, Missouri, I think. Nice. And, uh, artillery. <clears throat> you love paying tribute to your ancestors. It's amazing. Yeah. Salute. I, I think I told Brandon, but we had a buddy. Uh, I, I don't know his real name. I think it's Michael. <clears throat> but me and him, we looked him up website one night because i remember i was told by my nana that i had one in the war we found out it was confederate and uh i thought it was pretty cool yeah uh dixie defender is asking yeah. the question yeah you should join the scv because pennsylvania has a whole division people don't know that pennsylvania has an entire division of the scv it's ironic because i think it's that's the northernmost division i know delaware has uh three camps and um was one Alaska has two, I think. They now have two. And they have two OCR chapters in Alaska, which is crazy to think that that far. Hawaii has a camp. Alaska. Two camps and two OCR chapters in yeah. Alaska. Amazing. And that I is. know That's this is a very big um, possibility. Hawaii and Alaska may get a UDC. And I know that New York uh, used to have a whole UDC division. Yeah. If it does, count me in. I'll, I'll find an ancestor if I have to look underneath every single gravestone. And that's what I like. This is the one thing I'd like to uh, see because I know the UDC is a lot harder to get into. But at one point they claimed, I think they had 100,000 members. The SCV is so much easier with your ancestors to get into. You can join with the collateral cousin that's like eight times removed. As long as you find that one connection and you can document it, you have something. What requires yeah. get into Mike, it? I can join. I can join military order of stars and bars because I'm a... I'm a fourth cousin, six times removed to General Richard Strother Taylor, for example. I'm sure Vinny will find me an ancestor. Dixie Defender asks, what would you recommend for prepping? Well, I think we already know what that is. Guns, ammunition, storageable food, water. But make sure you can always move lightly and be prepared to change locations quickly. Yeah. You know, and someone who's trained with the military. And have a reliable vehicle that won't. Transmission you know, you have to you have to always be aware that you can you can't just fortify your house. Like most of us live in well-to-do neighborhoods in which, you know, God forbid you had paratroopers just dropping from China or Ukraine or United Nations or globalist, uh, you know, NATO. You have to be careful with what you decide you want to leave behind and what you want to protect and. Always be prepared to be on the move. So you have to pack light. Survival gear, yes. Hunting knives, bow and arrow. You, have, you might have to go primitive here and there. And always be prepared to take shelter. Bring something with you. Portable, uh, portable sleeping bags, portable pouches, which uh, can gather heat from the sun. You know, just basic things. I wouldn't say, oh, well, you know, yeah. if you have a battle tank, go for it. Well, the way I see it, though, if there is ever an invasion, it's just, it's just going to be nuclear. We're all going to be dead. Yeah, that's what I was saying to my friend. That's another possibility. I mean, they, yeah. they they could just just drop the hammer and vaporize vaporize oh, this all, but one nuke to go off, and then everyone send their whole goddamn arsenal after each other, and it's not going to end well. And if you do survive that, you're going to die from the radiation, or you're either going to die from then a nuclear winter. Yeah, exactly. But hey, it was nice meeting you guys. My phone's actually about to die; it's at three percent. So, Brandon, you want to hop? Down? I'll, I'll watch it while I'm charging my phone. Six separate Tyrannus, brother. That's right. And it's six also getting a little bit late, but I, six separate Tyrannus. Uh, all right. How do I hang up the live? Um, I can help Perfect. you with, I think it's, mm. that should work. 
So I know it is getting uh, late, but any last thoughts or what are y'all doing for Easter or Passover if you celebrate either? Well, happy Easter since it's already 16 past. Happy Easter. That's right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think all tomorrow I'm going over to I'm going over to to my former teacher's place and get some reenactment gear for the for the commemoration of Fort Smith storming of the arsenal. Mm. Brandon, I die envy you on a porch sipping sleep sipping uh, sipping can't even speak today. Sipping sweet tea. I would like sweet tea and a mint julep just to be. Mint julep, if hey, you man, don't know, is a wonderful. Can't wait for the lamb and mint jelly, Vinny. Yeah. Isn't that a southern recipe, by the way? It is a mint julep. Um, it's a wonderful <laughs> drink. I had one in uh, Louisiana and it, when I, during reunion. Um, and that's what I like about reunion is they give you the chance to experience the culture of a southern state because there is so much culture in each of those states and a lot of sights to see and foods and. Uh, New Orleans, Louisiana, wonderful um, with their food and their, a lot of diverse culture. They had Italians, uh, Creole, sp spices you'll find nowhere else. Uh, but for Easter, I'm actually buying some food for once. Normally, I cook. I, for Thanksgiving, that's not even a question. I cook everything. Easter is going to be more relaxed. I might do a family egg hunt. might do something fun and just relax. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm this probably is the way we celebrate, gentlemen. I'm probably just going to chill at home and... Uh, and when church lets out, I'll I'm gonna go over to where my former teacher is and get some reenactment gear for Battle of Fort Smith in a couple weeks because <laughs> we're we're gonna be celebrating the storming of the arsenal at the beginning of the war. Wow! Excellent. Yeah, battle reenactments were fun in Gettysburg. That much I can tell you. Yeah, it was really cool going there when I was young. I became fascinated with American history a long time ago. You know, oh, yeah. when, when in sixth grade, they took us to Washington, D.C. for almost two weeks. We did a tour of everything. I got a $2 bill with um, Thomas Jefferson on it. You know, I, I was big on all this stuff. Yeah. I was at the Washington Monument, the whole thing. I even had a copy oh. of the Constitution, which I still can't damn find. But um, Yeah, I had, this really I, had, I had this really awesome fifth grade teacher that was a social studies teacher. She was awesome. She She traveled the world. Like went everywhere from China to UK, the UK, Germany, and went to Ren Fair and and whatnot, and would show up to class and and whatever get up she was teaching, and and uh, and we would also watch films like Johnny Tremaine, S Sergeant York. It's awesome. Oh yeah, she was. She was, she, if there was that one teacher that got me passionate about history, it was my fifth grade social studies teacher. Man. And, and what's That's even more starts. fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what's even more funny, though, like, there was, she found a way to, if we had, like, a really bad hiccup, crank out the peanut butter. <laughs> Get through it. Mrs. Cleary, I, I always think about her because she was incredible. She's actually from Pennsylvania. And I think she might have had Southern ancestry because her name was Virginia. And she was always very fair when it came to everything and very patriotic. And I'll never forget the one time because, you know, she would believe in honoring all veterans. We had the Veterans War Dog Memorial. And at that time, uh, you know, it was a rough time in my life, you know, dealing with bullying and everything. 
And uh, she was always like, you know, I'd always go to her, I'd always learn from her. And she says, Vinny, you will make an incredible educator one day. And at that point, I never knew that I wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to be a doctor or a scientist. And I'm like, now I'm like, she's really right. And she inspired me to be a better educator. Like, you know, she knew how to teach. She was consistent. And she had a dry sense of humor that I was the only one that could appreciate. She would, uh, she would always say, all right, kiddies, here's the scoop. And she would like lay down the law if she had to. We had this one kid that was always a class clown. He, he was rude to everyone. She put him in his place the one time. And I'll never forget this. We were out at the Veterans War Memorial. And I think she even like poked him. And now you could never do that and get away with it. And she goes, if I had a ruler, that would have been that. And she explained uh, that. She goes, if I see him doing that, I'm going to be on him like a new suit. <laughs> because he was like making rude comments during, it was a veterans memorial. And yet students that were rude about it, which is sad because it was our generation had some patriotic behavior, but they were starting to lose it. This current generation, they would never do none of that because of how bad and how low they are with patriotism. You know, they, they already attack our ancestors. And guess what? They're attacking Revolutionary War ancestors. Some of them are still attacking Vietnam. Oh, one of them went so far as to someone dug up an, a War of 1812 grave and flipped over its coffin and took his buttons. No. Yeah. Probably some lip charters, nothing else better to do. I mean, look what they oh. did during the BLM uh, riots and raids and burning looting. Oh, that's that's when it happened. Actually, was during the yep. BLM bullcrap. They, they they dug up they dug up some Confederate graves. Rockstar, I can help you with that. If you go to uh, Gettysburg, has places, and I love that song. He said, "Mr. Confederate Man from Rebel Son." Great song. They they banned everything to do with the Confederacy. They banned uh, that that TV show. Dukes of Hazard. Dukes, Dukes of Hazard. I mean, come on, people. If cancel culture was supposed to cancel, maybe you know what? Let's just cancel everything. I think what you want, you want to cancel all holidays. You you know what? Cancel America. Hey, you know what? Cancel freedom. Cancel freedom of speech. Cancel everything that you that that actually allows you to say what you want to say. It's going to be eventually. Yeah. I think it's going to be a big awakening where people are going to realize because of all the censorship, you're going to get a group of young kids saying, you know what, this is tiring. Why is it censored? And they're going to fight back like they did with the, all this woke stuff. But the, only, the only way they're the going to fight back is the true history. for them personally. That's yeah. the problem. They have to be cancel culture directly in order for any of them to wake the hell up to the agenda as is. You know, yeah. like, like look, look, at, look how many celebrities actually turn the other cheek. When they found out all oh, 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 the other Democrats hate me, I can't say this, I can't support right. that. I, I better, I better, you know, not get on board with cancel culture anymore. Otherwise, I'm going to lose all my sponsors. I mean, look, look what happened to Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars was completely taken over by Kathleen Kennedy. That's right. The only K that she's missing is, is in the front of her name, Triple K Kennedy, I call her. Because she, like most think that feminism and anti-white culture and putting in a rainbow lesbian with a blaster is going to somehow fix any type of moral moralness in society. It's a lie. The force this, of feminism. This comment right here, this also brings up another good point, which I think we've stressed on countless episodes about our monuments, our flags not being safe in a cemetery. Two years ago, uh, this is from the Georgia Confederate. He says, two years ago, my local cemetery, the headstones and the flags... 
uh, were pulled up and trashed the cemetery and busted the headstone. I wish I can find out who did this. I know, and that's everything needs a camera now, which is sad to even say. Yeah, I told yeah. everyone, any museum, you gotta protect grave sites for Christ's sake. Vinny, every museum that teaches the true history needs to yeah. have a camera, they need to have a fire protection plan, and they need to have shatterproof windows and a double reinforcement. At Confederate Memorial Hall in uh, New Orleans, Louisiana, they had uh, an attempted arson attack where the one person tried to shatter the glass. That failed. They then tried to uh, break in through it and set the porch on fire. Thankfully, the building was built during Reconstruction, and it actually was really interesting, the structure of it. They made sure they took that into account of what happened to New Orleans Louis, uh, and Atlanta, Georgia, seeing what they did and destroyed it in Charleston. And they built it in a way that would protect it, and that actually held up. They had since further restored, um, reinforced the building. That's the right word for it reinforced it as well as made sure the windows are shatterproof the same thing with udc memorial hall it's all been reinforced it's got an added security and it has been coated in a layer of stuff that will protect it from um graffiti yeah that which reminds me did y'all see that jackass that made a that made that video about at at, oh. at the confederate cemetery he went he in the no cemetery he made his he made it which i actually this is interesting i'm impressed that our ancestors as heroic as they are are still managing to occupy space in his head rent-free. But even more sad is the fact that he decides to go to a veteran cemetery to spew hate. That's an all-kind new of love, all kinds of uh, yeah. brand new love that I've ever seen. Vinny, I'm going to post a link to our Relentless Patriots website. We sell Confederate flags, um, different types of hoodies and whatnot. I found this other vendor that's willing to help us out, too. And also, please, when you have a second... Show everyone the wonderful flag that you and I made. Oh, that might and, be a good uh, way to wrap things up. So let me... The RelentlessPatriots.com sells all different types of Southern apparel, um, Hold on one sec. tumblers and mugs and Confederate uh, paraphernalia, which is, <laughs> I love saying that, <laughs> but any type of Confederate loveliness. I love seeing red, white, and blue, most important. Isn't that amazing how such rebels, how such racists use red, white, and blue as their symbol of uh, of, of the racism? Yeah, okay. Yeah, Six Semper Tyrannus, oh. designed by yours truly. I love that. Look at how nice this you is. You got New Frank Jersey in there. Hoorah. And the quality came out wonderful. It's I, I love guys, I'm a graphic designer by trade. But um, I also, if you need something on the fly, you need to get something that you you got to go to a rally. You will need something. Okay, go to the website. Plenty of stuff there. Plenty of flags. And if you need a custom flag, I'll make that one for you too. Yeah, I need to, I need to cover my entire ceiling with the Confederate flags. Like I got stars Love and it. bars, and I have the bloodstained banner. I need to get I need to get the 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 stainless one, and I really need to get Bonnie Blue. And uh, the the two uh, Braves flags, Cherokee Choctaw, and uh, uh, I know um, Virginia Flagger sells the the all three nationals. Yeah, I even that's have where I got the Lee shirt. Oh, that I thought they only sold two because I I only got that's how I got my two flags was was Virginia Flaggers because because I didn't see the stainless banner on their list. I'm going to pin this to – is there any way you can pin this to the chat real quick, man? Sure. I'll pin it on. We're going to, I guess, do a quick wrap-up. Um, but Absolutely. 
what I want to plan for the future is we have to, we'll go, we'll do like a private chat and we'll get together of like, you know, approved guests and all that and have like a set schedule, kind of like what SCV chat does. And I just want to say too, everyone who's watching this also, please check out SCV chat. That's another wonderful resource. Yeah. This is a whole group that is run by the sons of Confederate veterans. And, um, they do, um, uh, every Monday and every uh, Thursday night, they do uh, a topic on every Monday. And then they do a, um, what is it? A uh, look around the Confederation. So looking out like what the UDC and the SCV is doing together or any projects are doing, uh, any events are coming up. So they're another good resource. And I think that all of us need to start doing stuff like this on my page, on our own pages. And again, yeah. I tell people all the time, uh, the more people that do this, the better, because it gets the word out. And yeah, so guys, we have I would to love that Georgia Confederate. That'd be great. Yeah. Let me pin this so far. My only project is, is free. And, I, and I'm happy that Vinny's able to host because I've been banned for like another, I don't know, 30 days, 60 days, however many times I have to, uh, you know, go on other people's podcasts. And it, it's a it's a damn shame. But also, yeah. if you want to listen to this recording and whatnot of the live feed, go to Relentless Patriots on Spotify. I usually take what Vinny and I and other people say and chop it up, and make it look pretty. But I would love that with George. You want to get the message out and get the listeners. He says I can yeah. do. He is a campaigner, reenactor, and I can provide insight on things Confederate soldiers would have carried. That's incredible. Please, please That's message awesome. me, Georgia Confederate. Yeah. Message all. And look, if you can go live with me one day, you can go live with Corey. The more that you get out and exposure on everyone's page, the better. And I tell people that go out there and educate, even if it's the same speech, go and do it on, you know, on here, on theirs, everywhere that you can do this, because the more you get it out there, the better. And that's what all of us need to be doing our part in. And I tell people, now is not the time for someone to take, you know, the spotlight, because now is the time for all of us to be out there fighting equally. You know, the, the, even the littlest yeah. thing that you're doing, whether it's leaving Southern Defenders out or leaving SCV or UDC applications out, that helps. That does something. Vinny, if it's just you and me outside with a damn bullhorn like we did last March. Yeah, come to New Jersey and help us. Frankie, we're, we were there. We had a small group. And I tell people, I am darn proud of the people that came because I would rather have a small group where you're all together and you're actively educating than like 300 people that don't know anything because we were able to educate the people that were there. We were able to educate even some of the people that came and maybe didn't like us. And we were able to say, hey, we're not this horrible you know, group. We're a group of love. And you know, here's our information. Here's um, handouts. And, and sure, um, we're, we're on the same page as all of you. We don't like tyrants. At yeah. all. At all. <laughs> no. Man. No way. It, and, and tyranny comes in all different types of waves, shapes, yeah. sizes. Cough, cough, Governor Murphy. Cough, Governor Murphy. <laughs> cough, 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 horse teeth. Yeah, cough, cough, cough King Cuomo. <laughs> Congress. You know, you know Cuomo, uh, speaking of that piece of filth, what, he gives such a bad name to Italians in specific, but he, he has the arrogance to rerun as governor. And yeah. also, then he wants to try to run for president. No, the, yeah, like that's gonna, knowing his. <laughs> but my phone, I want to make sure it doesn't die. Um, now might be a good time to wrap up. Please make sure that if you uh, follow that website, that is therelentlesspatriots.com. Brandon, <laughs> me and Brandon have a really good joke with that because my room used to be a mess and it was a rat's nest. Um, when you have an Italian mom, she, she's like, there could be no signs of human life in here. <laughs> my room when it was messy. He was like, oh my goodness. I wish I had a camera for his reaction. It would have like won a Hollywood award. Of course. Listen, I'm right with you. I'm just saying, man, it's even worse. You know, but this is what we do on 
not just not just for the conservative heritage month relentless patriots dixieland defenders this is what we do we preserve our american rights our culture like just same with my with my michael savage says borders language and culture this is what we talk about we actually talk about real things on here we don't just talk about you know uh, just current events in ukraine or world war three and even though even though it's very prevalent and it's the same type of deal trust me the union army uh the same ones supporting the ukraine the union army were the same ones that were going across seas and doing what the government told them to do to all the other countries Af afghanistan iraq the union army were the israeli infiltrators the union army is part of nato the uh, like you can do you can just go back since the beginning since 1812 onward and you can just kind of see how this whole entire history has been set up by the same damn people you know and that that that's that that's it's bad i mean look, look what the pope just said the other day we're all racist we got to repent to to god for our sins this pope is a woke pope and that's, that's why a lot of people serpent walk shrine, the serpent shriner himself you ever see the pope's throne room it's disgusting is that a picture of Jesus Christ in the background? I don't think so. Globalist Satanist, and, he, and, he's, and he's okay with being a pedophile. Giving pedophiles a pass. I'm going to pray for pedophiles now. You know, it's just, it, these are the same people. The same, I'm telling you, the same globalist sacks of crap that decided to destroy our country. Because remember, we were the last city on top of a hill. The last shining city to defend freedom. And that's what they did. They took it over from within. They started brainwashing people, indoctrinated them for 150 plus years already. And here we are fighting it. This is a pivotal point in history, my friends. So we have to make sure we, we muster up. Because if we cannot do it, who is going to do it? The next generation must be educated in these things. That's right. Oh, yeah. Pedos deserve to be educated. Amen. I agree with that. If you don't make interest. Feed them to the gators and gator done. Well, gentlemen, you know, I, it was truly wonderful to have each and every one of you on here. Brandon, Colin, Corey, um, Frankie. Likewise, my man. Likewise, and We yeah. got to get John on here one day. I know he was here earlier, but, and remember, our ancestors fought for a cause that was just. They fought for a cause that was right. They fought for freedom. And we are truly blessed, uh, blessed to have Frankie here. Who, thank you. Thank you. As, as of now, we don't know if he has any ancestry or not. But, you know, I maybe can find something. If not, I can refer him to headquarters and they'll find maybe a connection down the road. Uh, Louisiana had the Italian guards. But just by having people like Frankie that are willing to give people a free platform like this, allow us to tell our side of the story. I want to say thank you to that because well, not that, isn't that, brave that liberty that is all about, about brother, uh, liberty and freedom and understanding what, and pursuing truth for Christ's sake, people pursue the truth and don't be afraid of it. Damn, embrace it. That's the problem with society today. They, they don't like to look in the mirror and say, man, what can I do to fix myself? Same thing with the country. It doesn't want to look itself in the mirror whenever you accuse it of something. Oh, America's wars were just. Give me proof of it and I'll, and I'll believe you. But until that time, it's all union-based, new world order nonsense. And we know That's that. Right. And I want to take the time. Let's honor our ancestors. Um, my ancestor, General Fight and Joe Wheeler, and Private Sanders Graham, uh, who fought for Tennessee. 26, I believe it was 26 Tennessee uh, Infantry. 
We're going to be yeah, doing this every weekend, by the way, guys. Saturday nights seem pretty good yeah. for everybody. But, um, yeah, we, we're getting a lot of good attention. Even the unwanted attention. They don't really stay around for too long. But at least they boost us. They boost our views. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, Let's just go out to BLM. Hashtag them, for Christ's sake. Hey, BLM, <laughs> check this out, you bunch of nimrods. <laughs> don't I think I have to be careful because sometimes they try to get stuff shut down. culture, American patriots. Find out what happens, FAFO. Yeah. You know, because they're not going to win. We can't let them win. And with that being said, I want to say Six Semper Tyrannus and Deo Vindice. Six Semper Marxis. How do you say it? People say like four different ways. Is it Deo Vindice? I say Deo Vindice. Deo Vindice. There's four ways of saying it. and I say Deo Vindice. I have that patch on one of my... On one of my camouflage, you know, uh, hunting outfits. I have a big Tonight's Templar pad. It's awesome, man. <laughs> Deus Volt is another one. Deus Volt, yeah. Deus Volt, yeah. It's it's a great one. Yeah, it is. And uh, we, we got to start sticking up for our, for our Catholic roots because Catholicism, most importantly, my friends, is under attack. The Southern Cross is under attack every single damn day in this country. I think Christianity as a whole is under attack, brothers. As a whole, it's being attacked badly. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, being infiltrated, and we have to stand up against this evil. And you got a heretic who calls himself a pope. We're crying out loud. I know. He, he, you know what? Um, you guys know this before we end. There's two different types of popes, too. You got a white pope, and you got a black pope. Not color, but I'm talking about one evil. who they show in public and one who they keep on the side, just in case. And the black pope is usually the, the, the one who's actually good. The white pope is the one that's doing all this crap. And, and, and yeah. they go back and forth and they contest with each other, the Antichrist and the false prophets. Um, that's the actual story with the Vatican. And I, I even hear that sometimes the black pope will be making decisions for the church and the white pope. Because they have to keep a balance, you see. It can't just always be uh, whatever the white pope wants, whatever Pope Francis wants to do with this globalist agenda. There's a system of checks and balances. As evil as the Vatican is, and as evil as that disgusting throne room is, there's a little bit of light in that darkness. And we got to remember that. Yeah. And that's what we are, despite all the other crap going on in this country. That's what we fight for. That's right. That's right. Checks and balances, my friend. And Six Semper Tyrannus. Six Semper Tyrannus. Six Semper Tyrannus. Six Semper Union. <laughs> Y'all have a happy Easter. Six Semper Union. I like that. Yeah. Six Semper Rhinos. <laughs> That's the latest. I'm losing my damn mind. I, it is late. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, y'all have a wonderful Easter. Have a wonderful Passover if we celebrate that as well. Dio Vendice, and we are going to get together and do this soon, guys. So thank you so much. And don't forget to stay relentless. Stay relentless. Stay relentless. Ooh, yeah. Thank you for tuning in to the Relentless Patriots podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media and visit us on the web at www.therelentlesspatriots.com.